I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. Inside my head, telling me be prepared. Chill out with all the talking, these niggas might be the feds. Started with 10 guys, look how many is dead. Look how many in jail, look how many have failed. Now look at all of these bitches, how many of them is real? How many would still be with you if you didn't have a deal? If you wasn't in foreign shit, sitting behind the wheel. If you was riding the bus, would they be dying to fuck? Mickey, tell us the truth, you can't be lying to us. Really, we all you got, who else can you really trust? Here when you all alone, put you right in that zone. Who the ones you think Help you come up with all them songs Shit is him, 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 me, me Listen to us, to us We in harmony Been through everything you've been through So we all know it's okay, I get it Just give a nigga some peace All these voices in my head Okay, I get it Just give a nigga some peace All these voices in my head Can't even numb the pain yeah. Making it hard to sleep Can't get them out of my brain Ooh. All the wrong that I've done All the hearts that I broke yeah. Could've had something real But I was being a hoe Lied to cover my tracks And made it up in the sack Regardless of who I screwed Knew you would take me back All the scams we did All the low that we boosted All the cars that we cracked All that shit we was moving All the niggas we whooped All the ops that we shot at We got away with murder Pray that karma don't come back Hope that God knows my heart We young and we running wild wow. Surviving wow. in the jungle with poachers hunting us down, down. food down. was getting scarce, niggas turned on each other, yep. not that that's an excuse, we disappointed our mothers, all the dirt that we did is covered up in the blood, right. put that on everything I love, still these voices in my head, regardless of what I do, can't get these voices out my head, I saw grandma die Traumatized It happened right in front of my eyes 11 years old Witnessed my first killing At 12 we shot tech knives In back of the building If you ever smell flesh burning Skin turning clammy About a second Felt the presence of death lurking Okay Let's talk about sex For now To the people at home Or in the crowd It keeps coming up anyhow Don't decoy Avoid Or make void the topic Cause that ain't gonna stop it Hey, welcome to the Black Outers Podcast. Your host, Rod and Karen. And we're in the house on a Sunday church going morning. Yes, yes, yes. With all our fellow heathens. Yes. <laughs> and First Lady Feminista Jones. Yeah. Praise worship. Hello, Saints. Um, yes, and are, Ain't. And Ain't. Saints and Ain't. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we are uh, live on vocal uh, for people that, you know, had time to come check out the chat room. Um, you know, maybe they went to the early service, you know, and now they are out or maybe they are not going to late or maybe they're like the seventh day Adventist or whatever. And they don't go yeah. till Saturday, you yeah, know, maybe they got a, you know, afternoon, maybe, maybe it's their 11 o'clock service. They church go to the 3 p.m. service. Right. Exactly. Maybe <laughs> they don't, they might not like football. Mm-mm. I don't know. Mm-mm. But, um, anyway, you guys, uh, you know, thank you for hanging out. Make sure if you're in the chat, go ahead and tweet out the link, tell people that we are live and you can come check us out. Um, and yeah, our guest is Feminista Jones, aka Michelle. 
um, who was just blowing up all over the place since the yes, last time. Yes, is big ball over there. Yeah, okay. and we have to take we have to take a lot of credit for that success. Uh, absolutely, absolutely. You know. <laughs> you guys are everything. It's not her hard work or uh, nope. uh, her dedication. Yeah, it's not blogging every day. It's not the uh, you know the mm. presence on Twitter. It's none of that positive stuff. Uh, oh no, Mm-mm. the uh, the the hour she was on our ratchet ass show that I you know. That blew her up blew her up just basically got me connected with the right people and put me on the path to greatness so absolutely thank you guys for everything that you've done oh, oh no you're doubt. so welcome man and we um and we do keep up with you you know um, we do uh you obviously we both follow you on twitter and mm-hmm. stuff but uh you know we see like you shining a little bit out there you know getting on, on tv and stuff with dr oz you know how it is you know how we do sometimes so uh you know and then uh you know when she was on the show the first time it was not knob slobbing feminism mm-hmm. but yeah. um she done came up now and well you know, i was on the road to damascus and uh <laughs> <laughs> i got i got anointed okay um no actually you know if, if I may explain that, um, mm-hmm. what what happened was I started uh, not stopping feminism really as like kind of like a joke. <laughs> I mean, there was like this whole, you know, Twitter rant and I was just kind of started the blog off of that. And I really focused on like these really humorous posts about sex and relationships and things. And then I realized that um, people were asking me like more intense questions mm. Um and like some life stuff. And I think also because I tweeted about other things, people were coming at me with those things. And I said, you know what? I actually have an audience and I have a reach and I actually have some things that I want to say that are a little more um, serious and, and intense and outside of just this frame. So how can I convert that and make it more accessible? Right. Because mm-hmm. a lot of times people can't really retweet the whole knob slobbing thing and they can't go and tell their moms like, mom, you should read this site called knob slobbing feminism. Like, I don't know nothing about that dick in my mouth. I don't know. You like, saying dick. I don't know, because you know about dick in your mouth. Mom. But, you know, it's just kind of admitting that. So I realized um, that it would probably be a lot easier and a lot more palatable to just switch everything over to just Feminista Jones mm-hmm. and just make everything just kind of about me and not limit it to one thing. So I could still talk about those things. I could still take the sex positive approach and things like that, but also still bring in the feminism and, and get a little more intense with that and just talk about other things. So that's kind of how that changed. And I think it was, you know, a smart move. And here I am. Yeah, I think it's smart too. Um, but just for the record, because I know a lot of our listeners are wondering, you're not leaving the the knob slobbing part alone. It's not like oh, know, I'm off not. that. Okay. <laughs> I'm about to say, I hope not. Okay, because I'm on it. So funny, like my one of my last videos was about anal sex. I was talking about anal sex for like 15 minutes. It's ridiculous. So okay. the sex part is definitely still there. Um, I'm still giving out the advice that's sex related. I'm still encouraging people to 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 suck the dick i mean like you just kind of gotta just right. do it you know what i mean yes. like, don't be scared just, don't be scared don't be scared of it you know mm. um but i guess i guess you know, like i said just kind of broadening things and knowing that when i make it more accessible more people invite me to come and then i can shock and awe them with that <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah that's they're getting this one <laughs> Here yeah. we go. I uh, totally understand. I think one day we might change our show name to something more palatable, like um, 
rod and karen show or you know white people this is okay to listen to this or something like that <laughs> white people you can listen to yeah don't be scared <laughs> don't be scared y'all it's just a couple black people maybe that's that too long but um yeah we're gonna um <laughs> but yeah we definitely understand man and like i i noticed that and uh the change was smooth man i i just mm-hmm. i mean it's still the same uh content but just you know a different name and i i think it does suit you uh better uh, as far as shocking people um uh, because right. they will be like oh my just i thought oh. we was gonna talk about some feminism and right. uh, see, so let's talk about that because now it's worse because now people see feminista and they see feminist and it's yeah. like for some people no matter what i say they hate it mm. they absolutely hate it they're like this feminist bitch wants to kill men and she hates men and da, 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 da. they're not even listening to, to that's a good I, point and it's so funny like i have this a video called the fear of of the independent woman and people see independent woman and they see feminista jones and they have totally dismissed before watching the video and Mm. i'm encountering that a lot and it's just really showing me the bias that people have against the word feminist Mm -hmm. and i understand it i definitely understand it because the rhetoric has been so radically white and anti-men and and things like that but that's part of what I want to do. And that's what I started with not solving feminism is like I wanted to change the face of that. Mm. And, and, and so I'm definitely dealing with that whole like the men are just like, fuck that feminist. And I'm like, I just said exactly what you said. But yeah, fuck you anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fuck her telling people to suck some dicks. Because it came from a vagina. I, so I, fuck you. And then we, like, we're like, or I get the, well, why is this feminist talking about sucking dick? Bitch, what the fuck you think I don't fuck bitch? Like, how the fuck you think I got my child? Like, I had to be doing something. Right. Like, they really swear that a feminist doesn't have sex, doesn't love men, won't twerk something in the middle of the night. I mean, it's just, it's it's hilarious, actually. Yeah, yeah we've, <laughs> had, uh, we've had run-ins before with, like, um... <laughs> Like and, and and here's the thing: if you're on social media, everyone's done this. You've had a run-in before with like the stereotypical angry feminist, what? Oh yeah, like that fits every negative stereotype. Mm-hmm. And I look at that just like uh, how people look at like black people that are just like, "Fuck that, man! I ain't paying my child support." Where it's just like, "Look, man, I'm out here to be me and to show y'all that that's not all it is to blackness." Nope. And I feel like you know that's the same fight you're stri- you're fighting with uh, the feminist thing, where it's like. I'm out here to show you that it's not just all one type of negative thing dealing with feminism. You can be a feminist and be cool as shit. Like it is, it's not all just this, you know, the Rush Limbaugh hatred, uh, version of what a feminist is. And the byline on my, on my, uh, blog, I think it says not your lesbian white aunt's feminism. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. Because, because isn't that what people usually associate it with? Like Mm -hmm. a white, a white aunt that's a lesbian that comes to the picnic with the potato salad that ain't quite right. Yeah. (laughs) And just angry at everybody. He kind right. of talks about how hot dogs are patriarchy. Like, that's, you know, <laughs> <laughs> like you're eating that hot dog, the man is forcing you to look, it looks like a dick, and you're swallowing the dick. It's patriarchy. <laughs> you put that mustard and ketchup on there, it looks like sperm. Get that out of my face. <laughs> uh, hot dog patriarchy. I'm going to start a blog called Hot Dog Patriarchy. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is how it starts, right? You have these little conversations, yes. and this is how you get these ideas. But I mean, but but definitely. And um, and so it's funny because behind the scenes, I've talked to some people who have been notoriously anti-feminist and they've been like, wow, you've gotten me to change the way I think about this. And they have 
join the army, the purple army, and they are like supporting what I'm saying because mm. feminism is not just about a woman. Like I feel like everybody should be feminist. Everyone should be- believe in equality and equity. Yes, ma'am. Yeah, like it's just really that simple. And then it comes down to choice. And it's like, if I choose to be at home and cook for my man every day and clean his house and iron his shirts and suck his dick every morning, that's the choice I make. True. It doesn't make me any less feminist. Mm-mm. Yeah, I, I remember um, we had a controversy a long time ago uh, because Karen and I both have Tumblr pages and mm-hmm. um, our tumblers are just mostly uh, mine is called booty pics and jokes. And right. Karen's is called End on Top, top of, of that. that. And what we do is we find risque pictures of women from around the world that have decided to uh, objectify themselves. And we support their objectification oh, of yeah. themselves because like there's nothing more women. powerful than you saying, look at this pussy. I'm like, yes, I, that is powerful. Yes, but, and um, I look good. Yes. Right. And so we, we post them and make jokes and stuff. And it's mostly for just having fun. It's no. Mm-hmm. And like, I don't think people notice, but we never make any jokes about people being ugly. We never no, make any jokes about someone being fat. Mm. We don't talk about like, uh, what, you know, like uh, your hairstyle or something nope. like that. Like, that's not the joke. Like, we'll normally like post a picture of somebody and then like say, uh, they're, uh, in a fucked up apartment and it's not clean. We'll be like, oh, look at the, look at the floor in there. That is terrible. Nice ass though. Or something like that, right? So, um, I remember for a while people were like, y'all are objectifying these women. I was like, no. Uh, so wait a minute. <laughs> There's no way a woman can be sexy and not be like still respected. So like, I talked about that <laughs> because I got the same backlash because you guys know if you've seen my avatars, I 90% of the time I've got some focus on some part of my body that could be deemed sexual. And on the blog, I actually have a post called the, the body or face of feminism. And it's because people have come at me like, how are you a feminist and putting pictures of your ass and your tits in your, um, your avatar? And I'm like, because I fucking can, because it's my choice, because I'm a grown-ass goddamn woman, and I pay more taxes than you'll ever even bring home, because that's what the hell I choose to do. And that is what the feminist movement is about. It is about taking that responsibility on yourself, owning that, and having the freedom to make the choices you want as a woman and how you represent yourself. Right. So these people want to go out there, and they want to take those pictures of their really beautiful, big, bountiful asses. Say that again. Church, taking the church. <laughs> yes, and you know, and share that with the world. Who am I to stop to them? them? <laughs> Who yes. am I to tell no, you no, no? You should stop. You should mm. stop. Bitch, I'm getting mm. my lubrication and my vibrator, and I need you to just make it clap. Yes, <laughs> I support Keep this. Keep snapping those pictures. Yeah, and, and, and over just a little bit more. Exactly. <laughs> I'm anti-shaming. And I have a question for you, Feminista. I remember that you used to encourage women to send you pics and pictures and all that stuff. And you, I remember at one period of time you said you were going to stop doing that. Um, and I wanted to ask you kind of why and, and what made you make that decision. Um, because people on Twitter are assholes. Um, I realized that the more I have like over 7,200 followers now. And I realized that the more followers you have, the more stupid fucks you have paying attention to what you're doing. And what Speak I realized, on it. True. What That's I true. realized was that even though I found these women beautiful and a number of, you know, my male and female followers found these women beautiful, there mm-hmm. was always going to be some juvenile asshole who was going to come and ridicule them and make them feel ugly just to do whatever because that whole bullying thing is they do it to me they do it to me like the last couple of months or so it's been like an all-out 
let's target feminista. Let's call her ugly every day that we can. Let's talk about how ugly and stupid she is or whatever. And not every woman can really endure that. And I felt like I was almost facilitating that by Mm. asking women to share their pictures. And you would have beautiful, dark-skinned women with natural hair and just these curvy, wonderful, gorgeous women who were getting slandered by these assholes. Mm. And I I started feeling bad and guilty and responsible. So I was like, you know what? I'm not going to do this anymore. Mm. Because even though I have good intentions, there's too many assholes on Twitter. And it's just not fair. Yeah, and when you retweet it or even like point it out um on twitter it, it like it, it, it it'll change and instead of um being like yeah that dude is an asshole what the fuck are you doing dude it'll turn into like a debate and like you'll see half the people will be like well you know he kind of does have a point i mean uh, and like that's what that's when you really it's get there, mad is like when you see people that you're just like what why, why are you having his back or why are you telling me that's, not to say anything like that's where right. the drama starts i think Right. No, like one, they, they had this thing with like natural hair and women were posting and this guy was like, well, she needs to comb her hair. And then other people were like, yeah. And I'm like, are you serious? Like her hair looked beautiful in an afro. Like, oh, yeah. I just could, I couldn't deal with it. I was just like, I just, I started losing faith in these men. Like it was just mm. really getting to me. And I was like, if I'm going to maintain any faith in these people, I'm just going to have to stop this. Yeah. So. And it, I think also it feels worse at the time too, because like, you know, technically, maybe that dude is one out of uh, uh, 25 dudes. But mm-hmm. it's still this idea of just like, really, dog, we can't even have this. Right. Like, we really can't even. Like, you yeah, couldn't, just, even if you right. disagreed, you couldn't have just been like, uh, you know what? It's not that important to me. Let me walk away. Right. It, you know, oh, that feeling. God. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I mean, like, we actually, um, this is, uh, I think, uh, that this same type of incident happened with Eljoy Williams on Twitter mm-hmm. one day. Um, That's what I was talking about. That's what I was referencing. Okay, all right. Well, we you know we love us some Eljoy. Yes, met her we in real do. Life and all that stuff. And um, you know, and she is a beautiful woman. Period. She I don't, is. You know, like uh, and um, yeah. Somebody was going in um or something about. Well, can you at least comb your hair or something? And um, like we had the longest debate on the show. The next day, because uh, we had um, my man Chris from the Insane Check podcast, and we had uh, my man uh, Brandon from Where's My 40 Acres, and I was t- they were already scheduled to be on the show anyway, and we were talking, I was like, all right, so remember yesterday when this happened? All right, that dude said this shit, and then y'all were kind of like, well, that's just his opinion. He's an asshole. Just ignore him. And I was like, why not just as easily say, uh, yeah, fuck that guy, because y'all didn't agree with him, so... Fuck that guy. He's a troll. And uh, just leave it at that. Or don't say anything. Instead of like trying to reason with the people that were mad at him. That's the point that I was making. Yes, I remember that whole thing. I we, remember that whole we thing. We talked, and I'm not exaggerating. That ended up, I thought it would be about like five to ten minutes mm-hmm. of the show. They ended up being like an hour. hour. Mm-hmm. And we ended up going around in circles and just like, and you know, my whole point was, well, if you say not to, if you say to ignore people, right? If that's your solution, Chris, Brandon. Y'all could have ignored the entire thing and not chimed in if you weren't going to, like, help. And right. and, and, that's, and that's something that I've been bringing up, actually, a lot lately because we're seeing the slandering and the bullying and things increase. And I've unfollowed so many people and I've blocked so many people behind this because I'm just like, listen, stop telling victims to cope with it. Right. And, yeah. and that they just have to deal with it and just learn how to ignore it. When you have 
tons of people just coming at you and just bullying you and calling you ugly and stupid over and over and over people you don't even know no. it affects you and then to see people that supposedly care about you they claim that they care about you and support you to see them sit there and say nothing right especially when these are people that they follow and they are cool with and they say absolutely nothing and they take that stance of oh well i don't want to get involved blah 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 if it were happening to you like, how would you feel to know that these people are around you? No one's saying anything. They're telling you to just ignore it. And they're questioning you why you're getting upset. Why are you letting the words of people affect you, right? Like, like it's your fault. Right. And, and so I started realizing that was happening. And I said, I don't want to play any part in facilitating anything that leads to women being bullied or slandered on Twitter. Right. And, and, and I hate that I had to make that because I've always been about celebrating the beauty yeah, of women. I, That's been a part of what my blog is yeah, about. And I slowly right? cried because I was like, oh, no more booty pigs. Oh. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I'm like, are we not even going to do it? We can't like, you know, and even with the, like, and I also said, listen, until the men start really putting up, you know, I was like, I just don't see this. I mean, I did the men in suits thing. That's still one of the most popular blogs that I've had. I appreciate all the men that contributed pictures of themselves in suits and people are like, oh, you're going to do something else. And I just I'm just not interested in that anymore. It's just it just it turns so ugly. And I hate that. I hate it. Now, uh, I also uh, have more questions. Um, yes, sir. Did Dr. Oz try to holler? Uh, I saw he was no, looking did, but we did Dougie. <laughs> oh, what? Dr. Oz and Dougie? I, so this so as we were waiting, um, and, and I, don't, I don't know, you can post, I guess you can post the link to the, uh, yeah, to the I'll, I'll post it in the chat, but it'll mm -hmm. also be in the show notes. It will. And before you, before you go on, let me just also say it was, uh, can you tell them why you were on Dr. Oz too? I was on Dr. Oz because the topic was about oversharing and why do some people feel so comfortably sharing so much of themselves and their thoughts. Right. And my specific uh, thing was about, you know, like the, the, the headline says, is this woman's Twitter feed too sexy? So, you know, yes, my Twitter feed is sexy. Um, but what they picked were some really tame <laughs> tweets because it's a PG kind of, you know, it's like a yeah. family show. And they just wanted me to kind of come on and talk about, like, why do I talk about sex like that? Why do I why am I so open about it? And, you know, I had to bring my whole because this is what we talk about. This is what we want to do. Like, there's nothing wrong with talking about sex. Yeah. And uh, and the other thing, too, um, is because that's always like a topic that uh, people want to talk about is um, the idea of like, yeah, so uh, you're oversharing on Twitter and stuff like that. Um, I like and not you. I mean, just in general, like there's a like I remember when I first started listening to podcast from people that had twitter accounts and shit and there was like a whole lot of people were like that would be the topics of their show is like how much can you not share on twitter how much can you share on twitter um i've always just felt like you know people you share what you feel comfortable with what, what does it matter so. like there's an unfollow button there's a follow button and it's really that simple if you don't like it you don't like it that's the end right yeah, I mean, and, and that's that's pretty much what it comes down to. And it's about comfort. It's funny because I, I, I really want to take this to this conference as well because, you know, I really just kind of want people to be able to talk about, like, blogging means different things to different people. And for some, it's just a, a way of it's a therapy. Some of it's just self-expression. Some of it is used to spark conversations. And I, I definitely see my Twitter feed as sparking conversations. I, I you know, I'm going to pat myself on the back and say I'm one of the best conversation starters on Black Twitter. Um, and, and I and I have no and I think it's because I have no problem saying the things that other people are thinking 
and are afraid to say. So that's why I was on the show. Um, and while we were waiting uh, to to film the, the set, he was like, they were playing music and he started dancing. And I was like, oh, Dr. Oz, you can dance. He's like, you know what? Michelle Obama just came and she taught me how to Dougie. And oh, I was snap. like, oh, let me see your Dougie. So then he starts Dougie and I started doing it with him. And like the audience is like clapping. I was like, oh, this is not going to make the show. But I totally did the Dougie with uh, <laughs> Dr. Oz. And since Michelle taught him, she and I are best friends now. <laughs> that's how My, it so, works yeah it's like a seven degrees of kevin bacon that, that's but, how it works but with friendship like, <laughs> um so all right that's cool man and um and it's not a holiday though but we were the same height they i did bring heels they wouldn't let me wear them because i would have been taller than him so i had to wear like the plain old flat flats that i want but yeah we're the same height um, he definitely has big dick swagger. Like he, oh. that man walks like his dick is just <laughs> double. It was amazing. I was like, oh, I see you, Doctor Oz. I also noticed that, uh, <laughs> in my opinion, the tweets they use were were, were rather tame for yes. your timeline. Like I saw that tweets, I was like, she she got better tweets than those. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I was like, that's all they was fishing for. Yeah, like, yeah they, they must have used a good filter. Show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a family show. I was like, mm-hmm, could have went. One of them was a subtweet, so that yeah. was it. <laughs> Oh, really? Yeah. I was like, and when they showed, I was like, that awkward moment when your subtweet makes national television. <laughs> <laughs> but, I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah, you were, you were very good, man. You were on point and, uh, you know, explaining everything good. And, uh, yeah, yeah man. About the loss in there, so that was cool. Yeah. I got in the weight loss at the end which was cool that that was important to me too and i was like man that's crazy we helped do that you know yes i'm pretty sure blog in my media section i'm like yes i was on that show (laughs) i'm pretty sure dr oz heard that we were booking you to be on the show again and he, he was just like, wanted to beat us to the punch. Yeah, he's like, how do, I, do, how do I get to this hotness before they do? And it's like, that's cool, Dr. Oz, but... We'll let you go first this time. Yeah, we got way better questions, and we don't have any type of filter, so we can uh, no, ask what the fuck we want. I have to shout out um, publicly uh, the big girl blog, Cece. Um, like, she was the one that recommended me for that show um and i i gotta give her props and and definitely the same way you're talking about you know being on people's things like i think we all working together i think so many of us have so many things that we want to do and we're working together you just kind of got to support each other and definitely shout out to her and uh there was another there's another sister on there the nfl chick um i connected her with some people who want whom she may be hosting a tv show for them so you Mm. know we just try and i pay it forward i feel we all got to support each other yeah that's yeah. one of the themes of the show man is uh when we started the show a lot of it was just like hey man um none of us is big enough to be looking down at anybody else Mm-mm. and um everybody should be trying to work together because you know this is a you know there's a space for everybody absolutely, if you uh absolutely. promote it you gotta carve out your own little corner of it and really just make it happen and i think that you know especially as i'm talking more about like the bdsm stuff and that great stuff i feel like i'm carving that out and you guys are definitely carving out you've got your own thing like i was looking at the black weblog awards i was like ain't nobody about to test them on (laughs) (laughs) you know what i mean so so um with the bdsm stuff uh, and that, and that, what does that stand for again? Yeah, that's Bondage, my question. Dominant. <laughs> so it, it, it has a couple of meanings. Uh, so B for bondage, D for dominance, S for submission, 
And then you've got S and M for sadomasochism. Mm. The M could also stand along and mean like master. The S can be slave. Um, it could mean submissive. Um, it's got, it's, it's a basically like a combination of all those types of things. Oh, yeah, okay. It represents I, a certain. Oh. I so thought it was a lifestyle that some people live. Oh, and, and, and you know what? I'm not even going to lie. Um, I don't know, you know, how far I would get into it, but I'd be looking like, ooh, I, I like that contraption that they using right there. See, I thought it was for a uh, bitch, damn shit, motherfucker. So I just no, learned a not, lot no, right now. Is, I couldn't believe. I was like, she cursing I, a lot. I just assume it was whips and chains. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of people do that. So that's another point. <laughs> My mission is to help people understand um, BDSM a little bit more and know that it's not just about whips and chains. Um, so I've been writing these stories. I don't know if you guys have read it, the Push the Button series. And it's basically me, a fictional account of a couple that lives this lifestyle 24-7. And mm. I'm basically showing their dynamic and how they interact and kind of humanizing you know this lifestyle a little bit because this whole Fifty Shades of Grey bullshit. Yeah, yeah. not a fan of that. Feminist Jones, a hundred percent against the uh, Fifty Shades of bullshit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> because you know what it is. It's funny because people are like, "Have you read it? Have you read it?" Actually, I decided I did want to go ahead and read it. I haven't admitted that to anybody. Mm. It's terrible. Exclusive like, on the Black Guy with Tips, by the way. Yes, we, sorry, we, we get I it. I admit that I actually read that shit. We get um, to it. It's it's. it's terribly written and basically what it does is it makes bdsm seem like a mental illness oh and i have a very serious problem with that um because again we go back to the feminism we go back to choice right everything is about choice your sexual choice you know your sexual freedom your sexual liberation you have the right to choose what you want to do and it's not because you have a disorder or something's wrong with your brain Mm. So, you know, I, I, I made a video about somebody asked you, how, how, how do you get into this life? I made a video about that. I've written a couple of articles about a couple of pieces about that. I've written the stories really just trying to contribute um, a black voice to that because there's a lot of literature about BDSM, but it's not a whole lot of black voices, especially black female voices. So I'm just trying to trying to do that. Um, and so people have been coming to me for that. So that's been really interesting, too. And, and Feminista, I, I do have a question for you. What's the difference between your your sexuality and like your openness about sex. I know you were married at some point in time, like when you were married and after you got married, do you feel like you've grown? Do you feel like there's been a change? Do you feel like um, you found yourself? Wow. That's a, that's a great question. Um, my marriage had a whole lot of sex in it. Uh, <laughs> a whole lot of weird kinky sex. No, I think, I think that, um, because when I was married, um, my, my ex-husband was my dominant and I was his submissive. So we had both things going on. We had the dominant and submissive relationship and then we had the marriage going on and then we had a child together. So we definitely lived that life and there was a whole lot of sexual exploration and things that went in there. And I learned so much about myself. And even after we parted, you know, it really just continued. And I think I would say I have grown. I've grown more intensely connected to my sexuality and to my understanding of what satisfies me. And the problem with that is that it means that I don't have a lot of sex because mm. I don't want the regular, normal, everyday shit, if that makes sense. Like, yes, it I, does. I have really struggled with vanilla sex what we call that we in the life call it vanilla vanilla meaning Just the average normal non-kinky kind of things that people do i struggle with that 
Um, and I really don't, I'm, I'm older, I'm in my 30s, I am a mom, I am working full-time, I go to school, I have a very busy schedule, I don't have time to waste on sex that is not going to fully satisfy me. Mm. So, having become more in touch with that and doing more research, like, I'm always learning, I'm not an expert, I'm still always learning, um, digging deeper, building deeper relationships, really tapping into that side and i think everybody should do that is really tap into that side of your sexuality that fulfills you completely and stop having sex that is corny mm. <laughs> like, <laughs> the truth have it, especially women because women every time you have sex with a man you are bringing somebody into your body so when you right. think about who you are bringing into your body was that worth it yeah, I know it's so. And I tell that same thing to men. Every time you have sex with women, you are bringing your body into something. Right. <laughs> now, what is you know? Don't you want that to be good? Like, don't you want it to be good? Like, I don't think people really think about the intensity of that. And I mean, granted, you know, I'm I'm all for hey, if you want to fuck, you want to fuck, do what you want to do. Right. But I want people to have the best sex they can have because that's yes. really what I think the freedom and the liberation is about. It's about having the best sex you can have damn near every single time. Mm. So I'm kind of in the middle of that. If you talk about where I am, I am not having sex as often. I am focused on having quality sex, the kind of sex that I like, the kinky shit. Like, I want to know that this man is going to come in here and beat this up in the way that it needs to be beaten up. And if I don't have it again for three months, I'm fine because I know when he comes back, it's going to be the same thing. It's it's, going to be worth it. That's kind of where I am. That's kind of where I am. And I would, you know, I would also add, uh, have a conversation, people. Have a conversation because, you know, for the one, you have people that uh, might want to take it to the next level and they just haven't had that talk and you don't know. And and if somebody doesn't know, you can't blame them. You know what I mean? Like you haven't said anything. And then, of course, secondly, have that conversation because don't go out and just start springing shit on people because you read it in a book. So yeah, I know it's so have, you, might, have, you might get hurt. Have a conversation. There's some lady you can bend them over, slap that ass and be like, bitch, who's is this and all that shit. And there's some labels you can turn them over, slap their ass, say bitch. And the next thing you know, you're picking your shit up outside and going home. So exactly. have a conversation. Exactly. exactly. And and that's part of why like I don't do it because people are like, well, how can you tell if somebody's going to be into this kind of sex? Because I talk to them. Right. Some people kind of do before they have sex with someone, they actually have conversations. And so I ask, like, how do you feel about this? Or does this turn you on? Or, Read this or look at this picture. How does this make you feel? And that kind of helps me gauge and see where that person is. And if they're kind of like totally repulsed, if you read my stories and you're just like, oh, I would never do that. You're never getting this pussy. Mm. So, you know. Yeah, that's a good point. Ha- have you ever felt as though men have been intimidated by you and your sexuality because you're just so open and very free and you let men know this is what I want and this is what I expect. Like they're scared of being in those blog posts, you mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 because we, we actually read about that on that show and made it one of our polls because we wanted to know what people really thought about that. Um, right. Because sometimes I think when it comes to women and sex and sexuality, people put women in a bubble and yes. people assume that you're a woman and the only time you're supposed to have sex is either with your husband or your significant other or you're supposed to be reproducing. You're not supposed to fuck just for the sake of fucking just because you enjoy it and for some reason people act like um women don't have sexual desires sexual pleasures and things that they want to be sexually satisfied too because society always think of sex uh, on a men's perspective and never ever ever think about women women want to come too 
Um, but a lot of times I think it's overlooked just for the fact that some men are very intimidated when they have a woman that says, look, fuck me like this, smack my ass like this, pull my hair like this. I know what I like, too. So have you get a clip of her saying that and like remix that? Because that's about to be some Southern crunk. Pull my hair like this. (laughs) (laughs) Do me like that. (laughs) This shit is like uh, like this. Pull my hair like this. It's like every show. (laughs) Remix. Uh, Oh, um intimidated because it might be in a blog post. No, I don't think that people are scared that they'll be in a blog post. Cause if you read my blogs, I never talk about that stuff. Mm. Um, I really, I really don't. Um, I, I, and it's funny cause they were asking me when I was going to Dr. Osho's there things that you don't talk about. I said, I'm not very specific about my own personal life. Nobody that follows me right now could tell you whether or not I'm in a relationship. Mm. They could not tell you whether or not I'm like releasing because I'm I'm gonna be single forever. Like that's what it is. Mm. They couldn't tell you if I had sex last night because I don't put that that kind of stuff out there. Um, I think that if there is intimidation, I think it's it's more from and I think the XD experience wrote about this. It's about being a popular blogger, about being a popular tweeter, and I think some people feel like. And this has happened. I've gotten the Facebook messages and the emails as like dudes that'll say to me, you know, you know, I'm sure you got a hundred dudes trying to get at you, but I just wanted to let you know that I think you're blah, blah, blah. And I was like, you know what? This Mm. is like the first email like this I've gotten in a week. So, you know, I don't, I don't have a swarm of men coming at me because I think they all take that same approach. She must have all these men coming at her. I'm not even going to bother. She's not going to pay attention to me or, you know, and, and it's actually that they all negate each other because then I, don't have nobody. <laughs> but, but I know it's just really bad, actually. Oh, I'm going to find me a winter boo, though. Um, no, winter that, is coming. Yes, it is. Right. That, that in, I think the, the, the intimidation factor, um, I haven't had any men. I've had I've had friend zoned guys say to me that, you know what, some guys may feel like, oh, you're a size queen or, oh, he can't satisfy you. Oh, look at how big your ass is, you know, things like that. But I've always dealt with that. So that's, that was pre-Twitter or, or what have you. I mm. think that it's more about Feminista Jones is, you know, a popular blogger. Um, she probably has a ton of men after her. She won't notice me. And they just talk themselves out of it. Which I want to say, don't say that. <laughs> don't say that. Like, closed mouths don't get fed and my pussy tastes good. Mm. So, <laughs> like, um. just... You know, so how like the feminist, you know, now and also the feminist thing, too. Like they a lot of men just assume that I'm either gay or I hate men and (sighs) whatever. Yeah. The other thing, too, is um, when you're talking about uh, having a lot of followers and stuff like that on Twitter, um, I think people do get intimidated by a follower account and shit like that. Like that, like you're going to bring the wrath on me and all your followers will descend upon me and all this shit like yeah, and I've never done that. So I mean, yeah. if you followed me for more than a month, you already know I don't do that stuff. Um, I've never exposed people's pictures. I've never called anybody thirsty. I've never ridiculed anyone. My mentions are often filled with compliments from from men and women, and I return them all because I appreciate them all. I would never call somebody thirsty mm-hmm. or anything like that. It's just, you know, and but I understand why because there are some bitches on there, and I'm going to say bitches because I really mm-hmm. feel like they fuck it up for all the good women yes, out there. Yes, they do. There are some bitches on there who treat 
people like shit, mm-hmm. okay? And mm-hmm. and they treat these men. The men are just like, hey, I think you're attractive. Like, oh, you thirsty, nigga. You all up in my shit, motherfucker. <laughs> no, bitch. Ain't nobody up in your shit. Clean your fucking room before you take a goddamn picture before you call somebody thirsty. Say that again. <laughs> like, it's just, that shit gets on my nerves because, and I go out of my way to be really appreciative. Now, Twitter jail is real. I can't respond to everybody. Right. But I'm like, thank you. Thank you for taking the time to tell me that you think that I'm a attractive yes. and you like the way that I look and I've never like I got I got my phone is so full of dick and titty and ass pictures not a one of them will ever surface you know because that's just not who I am and 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 I hate that some guys feel that you know that they're intimidated by the fucking follower count but I'm sitting in my house in the Bronx looking at a fire escape like talking to you guys I'm a normal woman I really right. am like how I hard just, is it having um you know like a normal <laughs> nine to five job and maintaining the twitter and the facebook and the and the blog and all that stuff i need an intern it's (laughs) It's a lot ain't it it's getting to that place also because i'm in school again so i i told people i tweeted that i had won a scholarship a full scholarship to get my msw so i'm back in school again so i I already have a position as a director so i work long hours as it is and i'm going to school and i'm a mom and here i am trying to build this out the social media kind of thing and you know people are hitting me up with ideas oh can you come here can you come do this can you can you write for this can you do and i'm like i I hate saying no but i'm starting to get to the place where i have to and i like i need an intern i got a a sister who proposed this idea for these t-shirts i was like listen sis i just want you to just do that you do that you take 70 percent you know i can't i just can't do it you Mm. know so i'm really trying to pull people in and help me with this and and help me grow with this and i need an intern who can handle the appearances and all that sh- I, it's, uh, uh. it's a lot right yeah, it's it is yeah I, I think people under underestimate the the things that go behind the scenes a lot of the work a lot right. of the sweat equity a lot of the time a lot of the money you know yeah. that actually is is involved in that a lot is. of what you do because a lot of people they they applaud your calls and they say go 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 but going costs money yeah yeah we yeah. schedule like um all our own guests and shit like it's funny when people hit us up like hey man how come i haven't been a guest yet or how come um so-and-so isn't back in it's like nigga i don't have a scheduling department uh, <laughs> i have a job and you know certain shit is you just you forget certain things you get busy yeah certain people are in your purview so you just you know you know stuff but you know yes, there's certain people like, you have to schedule months in advance right or you know uh hey man um what what time is the show on Friday? I don't know what I'm gonna be doing Friday yet. Uh, so, right. like, I'm working as hard as I can to to do it for you too. You know, so it's. But yeah, you're right. It is a lot to maintain. I had to pull in like for June. I did all guest writers because I just got involved. I can't write anymore right now, and so it actually turned out to be one of the best months because I just brought in all these amazing writers that I know, and I had them all do guest spots. And I'm always open to guest spots. We just had one. I have a thing called the Gentleman's Corner, and I let men yeah. write piece. This guy's post got about 2,100 hits in like a week because mm-hmm. it was that good, and I wanted to help him, you know, get more readership. And so I'm trying to do more things like that. Um, bringing other people to help and and things like that. I try to go to events. I'm, I'm traveling a lot more, doing shows like you guys' shows. I'm always going to want to come. Whenever you, whenever you guys ask me to come, I'm going to 
come because you guys have been so supportive of me. But you know, it's it, it gets hard. It gets hard. But it's fun though. It's like the, right. the fun hard. Like I can yeah. have worse problems. Yeah, right. Yes. Like that nobody's paying attention to. But right. the fact is, is that nowadays. When I go to places, people are like, and Feminista Jones will be there. And that gets people, they're like, oh, my God. And I'm like, yay, hi. Yeah, <laughs> you know, when, when people... pictures, and I've had people ask for autographs. And it's so fun. And it's so fun. So that turns into, can I segue into the blog her thing? Because oh, yeah, sweetie. I ask people to support me in going to the blog her conference in Chicago. And let me tell you about my amazing followers. All I wanted was the $198 for the registration fee. I got that in an hour. Okay. Wow. So blessings and praise to the people that support me and really came out their pockets. I mean, from a dollar to $75, like people came through. I stopped asking for money because I raised $816 in three days. Mm. Wow. So and my hotel helps. is yes. going to be paid for. My flight is going to be paid for, and I'm registered for the conference, all because of the very loyal and very supportive followers and fans of the blog that I have. And I am so, so thankful. And I really just had to take a moment to just say thank you to everyone who did that. Um, I'm waiting to book things because now I am going to propose a panel for mm. that. And I, that's my goal is I want to be a speaker at the conference, not just an attendee. Mm. So as soon as I set everything up, I will let people know. I posted a picture of my registration because I wanted people to know I wasn't lying about the money. I feel you on that one. Yes. I can't make my rent. Can y'all chip in? Cause I got to make my rent. I just pictured, I just pictured, uh, uh, like Twitter pictures of like you and some new LeBrons and like, is that where my money went? Right. <laughs> you you and you and your brand new thong set. And then I funny because I was just I just went shopping the other day and I was like I had to let people know I got paid. Right. <laughs> so, right. Not your money I'm spending. I, I did get paid today. Um, I do make some money. I do work. Um, so I just yes. I took that money and like put it into my savings account and hopefully it'll generate a little bit or whatever. But as soon as I get the information on whether or not the panel is approved, I'll know when I'm going to go to Chicago so I can make accommodations. But again, thank you, thank you. Thank you to everybody who pitched in, whether you gave a dollar, whether you gave 75, whether you couldn't give anything, you gave moral support. Thank you so much. Yeah. We also talked about the gentleman's corner, um, post the, why don't, mm-hmm. why don't men always date the, uh, game, game changer, changer on the yeah. show? Because a fan requested that we talked about it. So it was like Amazing. doing that well that people were like, let's talk about this and stuff. You so. know, if you want to have him on the show, I can connect you. Oh, uh, yeah. I don't know because we was hating on him a little bit, so yeah, I don't know if he want to be on. So he gonna be like, "What?" Like I heard y'all niggas think I'm full of shit, and be like, "Oh, sorry, Garfield. Uh, that was a uh, that was completely different." Nah, but um, but nah, we we might though. Seriously, uh, just yeah, like because we did read it and we was like, you know, how much of this is on you and how much is on the lady? Yeah, that, we, that was our question. Like after we read it all, it was kind of like, you know what? I think this is more of a you thing. I don't even think it's uh, her. But so. you read the comments that I wrote, and I wrote comments because I said, I know what it's like to be the game changer and to be the one to push away the game changer. Mm. And, like, I look at my life right now. I've listed several times in the show all the shit that I'm doing, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I don't know right now. If I met the game changer, I don't know. I would try, I guess, because I'm old and I'm like, I'm fucking spinster. But <laughs> 10 years ago, I might have been like, I don't know if I could give you everything that you deserve right and it becomes if you are a person who's invested in a relationship and you want to make it work 
and you know that you can only give 40% of yourself. Yeah. Sometimes you got to take that assessment and be like, I can't. Oh, no, no. That, yeah, that's what we were kind of saying. Yeah. It's like, like that's really not on them. That's kind of like, it's, it's a on, uh, it's like on you where mm-hmm. it's like, you know what you can do. You know what you're willing to do. And at any point in time, you could drop a bunch of shit and go try to make a relationship work and put in all that stuff. But to be quite honest, like, why you wouldn't be fulfilled in other ways like you yep like you've already decided whether it's vocalized or or even even if it's subconscious but like at every point in the article we were reading it was like okay so you were in school so you'd already decided at that point it, it doesn't matter what kind of woman it was or whatever you know you you've made your decision Legion. and mm-hmm. that it's really not on the lady or whatever mm-hmm. and right right and I think that I think that's exactly kind of what he meant, whether right. or not it was fully conveyed. I mean, having talked to him about it, whether or not it was fully conveyed is that I think that there was part of it that's like it's not about the woman. It really right. is about about you. And I think it's about being selfless versus selfish. Right. And and sometimes as a guy, you're like looking at this amazing woman and, you know, it could be. But you just kind of be like, I don't want to pull her into my shit. Yeah. yeah. And, and I've had men do that to me and I've had men I swear on everything that is part of my struggle now I've had men tell me like yo you would be it but you deserve more than what I can give you right now and that mm. shit hurts right there in that moment and it seems like a cop out but later you realize that did you really want half a man at that time? Yeah. I know it's yeah. so I mean there are first of all every oh. reason to not have a relationship is a good reason. Every yeah. single one of them. Uh, no matter how trivial it is or how or, or mm-hmm. how serious it is, like, why would anyone want to be in a relationship where someone doesn't want to be there? But, um, like, I, I guess our bigger point, and maybe it's more cynical, is that um, 99.9% of relationships don't work out. So it, it actually... Yeah. Right. <laughs> It actually makes a lot of sense to, to no, not. No, no. no I, and I agree. I agree. And the reason why they don't work out is because the idea of relationship is so singular and people right. have one definition of what it means yep. rather than broadening it. So. That's right. Yeah. I mean, just look, most of us are not going to end our life with the person that they're fucking uh, at any like at any point and and that's you know it's like if you get lucky and it works out for you there's a lot of luck great. involved great for you but at but the same it time it's you know, okay it's okay like if we could just redefine sure. failure i think people yes. would be a lot less uh you know preachy and judgy about you know oh you that didn't work out you got a divorce oh my god like people right, if yeah. we could just do away with that stigma of failure i think it would people would be better off for it and my thing is that i don't consider divorce failure yeah, I, I I consider divorce. You get to a point where you go, okay, we've gotten to a point where we can't be together for whatever reasons yeah. it may be is justified. An unhappy marriage is a failure. Yeah, that's a failure. Like going right. home to some right. shit you hate, and, you, and you don't want to be in an environment that is unhappy, is unhealthy, and that is failure. Yes, um, and that's where my ex husband and I got, and now we are so much better off now because we made that decision and decided that our son was more important than anything that we were going through um and and like the whole that whole relationship thing i keep trying this is what i've been trying to tell people since i started this blog you have to open your minds and expand beyond whatever you've been socialized to believe is right and true mm, because true. you live in a society first of all especially if you're a person of color or a woman you live in a society that don't give a fuck about you so mm. why are you following society's rules about relationships when society don't give a goddamn whether or not you get married whether you have a relationship whether you have kids society don't care 
So yeah. at some point, you got to decide, I want to be happy. And this is the way I see myself being happy. If me seeing you twice a month and we we text each other and we call each other maybe a couple times a week and maybe we have Skype masturbation sessions, you know, if yeah. that makes us happy, then who's to say that our relationship is any less valid than the people who have these fucking promise rings right, and yeah. each other and put each other's pictures in their advertise mm-hmm. and, you know, go out every Thursday at the buffet. Like, why is one better than the other? I agree. I agree. You know, so I just think that if we just kind of open our minds a little bit and, and rethink what relationship means, because, I mean, every, 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 every interaction with somebody is a relationship. Yeah. So, yes, it is. We use that term a little bit too too vaguely. Like you're talking about an intimate relationship because once we have sex and we express feelings for each other, that's an intimate relationship. Yeah. You want to talk it's about all, it's all relationships. Monogamy. You want to talk about like what are we talking about here? Like like whenever you hear uh, like one of my favorite terms that uh, gets thrown around, and I uh, you know I always uh, laugh at people when they use it, but when people are like, yeah, you know, you got to have jump off rules. See, the problem is your, your jump off rules is all messed up, and that's why this happened. It's like. No, man, that's a relationship too. That's yes, a relationship. it is. Like, like, it's, that's a, a it's a jump off. All of that's relationship. Yes, a relationship with that person. It may not be um, your primary relationship. It may not be a monogamous relationship or a committed, really emotionally committed relationship. Because right. to me, monogamy only talks about fucking. It has nothing to do with your emotions right. or feelings or anything. You either have a sexually monogamous relationship or it's not. You have mm-hmm. an emotionally committed relationship or it's not exclusive. And then you have to talk about exclusivity. So mm-hmm. people are not thinking about all these different layers of relationship they're just thinking in a relationship or not mm-hmm. well motherfucker you're in a relationship you put the poom poom on yeah. the ding ding you're in a relationship <laughs> yeah. whether you want to be or not like, i know a lot <laughs> of dudes be, i know a lot of dudes and um, a few thousand babies you're in a relationship yes you are yep. i know a lot of dudes in a relationship denial until like it's like yo man that that trick she she keyed my car and called my wife at work i was like nigga that was a relationship Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, but they're in relationship denial until she <laughs> don't pick up the phone Friday night because she out with the next mother. Right. You know, until you get a call yeah, about uh, why is she not available? <laughs> oh, till you get a call to come on Maury and you go, oh yeah, yes. it is right. My penis was inside of her. That that was that is a result possibly. Like I think I think people but when your check comes and it ain't what you used to make. Right. <laughs> A percentage is gone. Getting the NFL season pass with this check, well, then you got it. No, the Bigfoot had your baby, right? You got a summons. That was a relationship. That was a relationship. Oh man, that relationship summoned Joe ass to court. That's what it did. Um, but I, all right, I guess we, we've had, uh, <laughs> what will our babies look like? Putting your <laughs> Yo, uh, yeah, it was like, yo, yeah, anytime somebody, uh, pulls you to the side and has to be like, you know, that baby did look like you, that y'all had a relationship, man. You, you in denial, dog. So tweeting in 140 characters or left the description of your penis right <laughs> y'all had a relationship i'm sorry to inform you talking about your taco meat pubes and you mad now yeah i remember uh we had a show uh we were talking about the friend zone and i was like uh the friend zone for most people is just become like uh 
something that they use as a it's like the slowest form of rejection yeah it's like a relationship denial or whatever where it's like um it's it's like you're not really friends with some people when they're like yeah i'm trying to fuck and it's like but no and it's like well we friends then right it's like uh no y'all actually y'all you're in relationship to now sir you were told no and now you're trying to say you're a friend but you don't really give a fuck you just want that pussy so that's relationship to now like the slowest form of rejection and i saw you made a post on your site about how to tell somebody you're not interested and what to do to make sure that they know that you know you're not interested and you're not leading somebody on and yeah. I thought that was very uh, relevant to that point. Because uh, one of my male followers, he he was like, you know, he came to me. He was like, there's a girl that uh, likes me. And I, Michelle, I need you to tell me, how do I let her know? I was like, I'll blog about it. <laughs> Maybe you can retweet it. <laughs> She'll get the point. <laughs> that is awesome, too, having like... Social- and it works. It works. Yeah. Hit me up. Like, yeah, it worked. <laughs> That is awesome because people like ask you questions like, you, you know never, what? Can you never use Feminista Jones to subtweet your bitches, please? <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm, that's what you got to do, guys. Listen, to just so. They're not saying it. Don't get your friend to tell them. Forward, just forward <laughs> this to them. Don't get your friend to tell them. <laughs> You're going to have people being like, so what is this? Is this a relationship or not, Jamal? Hold on one sec. I got a link. Uh, hold on. <laughs> Hold on, you might want to look at this. Yeah, check out this piece on Feminista Jones. The feeling isn't mutual. Uh, you read that and get back to me. Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I know it's been an hour, so thank you, Michelle, for coming through. Oh, um, thank you, sweetie. We enjoy having you on every time you've been on, and uh, we will have it. you on love, in the future. I love it, I love it. And I hope to be on in the future. And, you know, I, I hope that if I'm moving towards places where I'm putting together my own panels and my own conferences, which I would love. I, I definitely need to have you guys come through and come from North Carolina. And oh, definitely. We, we, I love y'all. I love y'all. I love y'all. Happy anniversary again. You guys just had like your 10-year anniversary. Yes. Thank you. Thank you yes, very much. Thank you, sweetie. You guys, and, and I love it. And, and don't have no kids. No, we oh, won't. No. We mm-hmm. won't. Uh, and uh, that's actually, a promise we'll keep. Yeah, that's actually something we have to talk about today uh, on the show. We have an article about some lady who uh, she's a feminist and she is against people having kids uh, because she feels like people uh, lie about motherhood. So that's going to be ain't that discussion. the truth? Uh, <laughs> but, uh, okay. Well, I'm definitely going to listen to that, but I've got to go. <laughs> yeah, despite my living room. Yeah, thank you very much. Um, Feministjones dot com. Okay. Every day, mommy. Fuck your leather couch, mommy. That's <laughs> yeah. Follow her on Twitter, guys. Feminista Jones. Jones. Guys, and, so um, much. Take care. No problem. Love you. Take care too. Peace. Peace. Oh man, that she is awesome. Yes, enjoyable. Yeah. And then watch all these dudes gonna go follow her. Be like, mm, some dick sucking. What is going on there? That's all I need. We could have ended the interview there and the follow account going to go up a hundred just off of that. I know, right? Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, she's been on the show before and, uh, she's always a cool guest. Um, she is. And we only had it for an hour, so we had to get into things, but, um, I'm sure she would be supportive of, um, the fact that this is the Black Guy Who Tips podcast and it's a comedy podcast that we do three times a week. Yes, we, sir. Being my wife and I. And, um, the motto of the show is nothing's wrong with it's funny and you can find it at theblackouttips.com 
Um, you can also do stuff like uh, donate to the show while you're there. You can check out the about section for all the contact information. Um, you can do things like leave comments on the polls. We have a poll after every single show. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can also leave comments on the episode, uh, too. You can go to the store. Just a bunch of stuff that you should already know and you should be doing. Um, plus, I say it every show, so don't be hitting me on Twitter asking me, hey, man, what about this? It's uh, I say it every show. <laughs> What's the number to the show? I say it every show, sir. The phone number, speaking of which, is 704-557-0186. You can leave us a voicemail or, or you can talk to us live Saturday mornings. You can email the show, theblackouttips at gmail.com. Um, the official weapon of the show is... The taser. An unofficial sport. Is bullet ball. And bullet ball extreme. And uh, today's podcast is double sponsored. It's My sponsored, favorite kind. Sponsored by the audio play. Uh, well, it's sponsored by the audio play makers extraordinaire shadow dog productions today's podcast is sponsored by shadow dog productions audio play adaptations of great science fiction writer philip k dick what a name phil dick that's a cool name ha! that's not a good porn name yes mr phil my dick because yeah. girl when i go deep you're gonna feel my dick just phil dick karen p-h-i-l like oh, philip you know phil dick oh my bad you don't want to be too obvious phil my dick that dude that'll never get off the ground Oh, no, my, no, 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 my bad. People will never accept feel my dick, but feel dick, that's just clever enough to that's, work. That's just enough? Okay. The man behind such stories as Total Recall, Blade Runner, Minority Report, and many others for you nerds. Nerd alert. Those are all nerd movies. I know, right? <laughs> We've adapted his, <laughs> Shadow Dog Productions has adapted his public domain short story, Upon This Dull Earth, which he wrote when he was in a prime Pipe hitting form. So it's fucked up. Yes, it is. We promise. <laughs> we promise. <laughs> That's in the copy. It's 50 minutes long for only $3. That's it? One, two, three? Mm-hmm. You know, you can't get much these days for $3. That's 50 minutes long. Think about it. When's last time you've been to the movies, people? It costs a lot. And even if you don't want to buy it, because maybe you're a cheap piece of shit and you hate the show. You don't want to see us succeed. Well, please help spread the word by retweeting them at Shadow Dog Pride on Twitter whenever they talk about it. Because they're hoping to attract Philip K. Dick fans who wouldn't have found the link any other way. For more information, check out ShadowDogProductions.com slash PKD for Philip K. Dick. All right, the other thing we have to promote because uh, we are double sponsored. And uh, I would have done this while Feminist Jones was on there, but, you know, I wanted... The conversation was just too good. Yeah, and I I had, you know, I had questions and stuff I wanted her to answer and stuff. Yes. It wouldn't have been right. Um, So uh, we'll just uh, have to do it this way. Let me see if uh, I can find me some good good music. Oh, yeah, here we go. Fellas and ladies, are you looking to spice things up in the bedroom? You should be. Everybody should be. You heard what Feminista Jones said, guys. Have a conversation. Have a conversation about surprising your lover with an adventurous new toy or adult movie. Yes, I, I just found out what BDSM means. That's right. And I'm pretty sure Adam and Eve can cover all those needs. Bitch, damn, shit, motherfucker. Exactly. 
Well, here's an offer you won't be able to resist. Go to adamandeve.com. And for a limited time only, you get 2% off of any item in the store. 2%, y'all. That's not correct. That's what? 2% is not? I thought about that. Okay, fine. You get 50% off of just about any item. Will you put in the code TBGWT? That's more Is that better, Karen? You get half off. Damn, you're going to run Adam and Eve out of business. Uh, you can get it on just about any item. So I say uh, go big or go home. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, get, get what you really want. Don't, don't, uh-uh. don't be fucking around, but they want you to fuck with their items, though. <laughs> yeah, fuck around with them. But that's not all. Oh, no. When you select one item, you also get three free adult DVDs of slow motion white people and period pieces. Mm-hmm. Costumes and everything. Makeup. They do it all. Full soundtracks. This is yes. top quality productions. Yeah. For a little bit of inspiration, plus a free extra gift so central, can't even mention it on the radio. Shh. And to top it all off, you even get free shipping, which is the best type of shipping. It is. And no, they're not teasing. So check out adamandeve.com today for this special offer. Get 50% off of one item when you type in TBGWT for the offer code upon checkout. Get three free DVDs, a free extra gift, and free shipping. Just use the offer code TBGWT. Yes, sir. All right, man. We actually have podcasting to get to. Like, it can't all be interviews and fun and stuff, Karen. Oh, but this is fun, too. <clears throat> yeah. Um, and these, we'll do some quick ones because, you know, we did do the interview part and we got to do Guess the Race. Um, Which is why everybody even showed up in the chat room. Yeah, they just showed up to be <laughs> racist. They're just like, when y'all going to get racist? This is, uh, that was too informative and shit. Um, Y'all trying to educate me on to racism. Yeah. Uh, I just got to throw this out. Uh, Arby's is a dick organization. Uh Um, I went to Arby's the other day Mm -hmm. and I was trying to get me some food and stuff. And um, I was like, yeah, let me get, um, you know, whatever the fuck. And then I was paying for it. And dude comes out at the register. and He's like, hey, would you like to give a dollar to the Hungry Children's Foundation? You know, right after I overpaid. I mean, you know, like pay for way too much food and shit for one person Mm -hmm. and i was like man like what kind of dick says no to hungry children like why did y'all name Ah. that y'all could have named that that charity something else man like like something that was a little more vague you know like uh the the fall foundation or something Yeah, like they do a hair's teeter where i can go no right well you're just like "Mm, i don't want to give to that and it's like well it goes to this it's like well no i don't want to i didn't know that so that's why i didn't know i didn't give it and hungry children that's right up in your face that's like slapping the the burger out of the hungry children it's it's, it's like we know you got an eight dollar burger do you want to feed them hungry kids and standing outside our store like i'm sitting here with a mouthful of burger and you know what fuck them you know what y'all should do is just make everything a dollar more expensive and tell me, sir, you've donated a dollar to the hungry children. I will feel better about that. Yeah. There you go. Add a quarter to everything on the menu and stop being dicks, Arby's. Man, now nah, uh, you transferred that on to me so I can't even go and eat this triple cheese, roast cheese, beef, burger, or whatever the fuck. I can't even go enjoy my burger now because I'm sitting around thinking about these hungry children. You know, Angelina and Brad can't adopt them all. That's how they get you, sir. That's how they get you. God. Can you make me be more of a dick, please? <laughs> Some of you done rubbed off on me because whenever I can, you'll be like, mm-mm, before they even finish their sentence, mm-mm, I don't, I don't even want to hit the foundation, mm-mm, no. Yeah, I've tried to stop them. It was too late. I was, it was too late. <laughs> it, was, it was a surprise. It was just like, okay, sir, that'll be seven ninety five. Would you like to get some of this on trip? No! Ah, damn it. Oh, uh, yeah. And you know what? 
a lot of times people pay attention when you go in and you see uh three leaf uh clovers yeah. or special diamonds hearts when you see wheelchairs tennis shoes posted on the wall that everybody done gave and they ain't gold blue silver and purple by the by the stages just know you will be asked that question and it's sad too because you have to be a dick because see that was the thing this is the way my mind works right all right so there's a moment where if you're not gonna say yes right Mm -hmm. because the only correct answer to that is yes by the way true but But, i've said no many of times yeah but if you're not gonna say yes you're gonna you're about to say no which is a dick move Mm -hmm. so i embrace being a dick at that moment and so i like turn and make the coldest face ever and then i'm like no like i want (laughs) like i want the kids to not eat like scrooge like walking out (laughs) scrooge mcduck yeah Mm -hmm. like kicking a roasted chicken into some dirt and being like you ain't pay for that Get out of here, you street urchin. Like that's that that that's how cold I got when she asked me that shit. And it's their fault. It's not my fault. Um, another random thought. Uh the video game Madden, which I'm not I'm not getting Madden. This no, year. cause your two thousand twelve never got opened. Yeah, I looked people were like, You gonna get mad in two thousand thirteen? I was like, I might do that. Then I looked at my old games, Madden two thousand twelve, still in the plastic. It sure is. That shit is brand spanking new. Yeah. Still, still shut. in the plastic. I was like, Why would I give that man my sixty dollars? Again. Um, so I was like, No, nah, I'm not gonna get it, you know. I, I didn't justify playing it enough. And I was thinking like, you know, I saw, like, um, on Xbox Live, you can go and download video game trailers, right? Mm-hmm. And what that basically means is, like, you can go look at the previews for the game. And for Madden, they have a trailer where it goes in, and sometimes they talk about producers and video game makers will go out, and they will talk about the game, mm-hmm. and that'll be, like, you know, part of what gets you hype. And Madden does this every year. Every year yes, is like, they do. we rebuilt the physics engine from the ground up. This year it's going to be totally different. And and, like, and then they always show like, and to me, it looks like the same tackle animation from yeah, last year. Yeah. It's like, see, this time you can tackle them with three people. And and then like, I remember one year I fell for that and bought the game and I was pissed because it was taking me hitting a dude with three different players to tackle him every time. I was like, fuck you. <laughs> fuck you. This is way too hard. I'm, I'm doing everything right. It's like, now you have to get another person and get him to come over and tackle him while you're holding him. Like, no, too hard. That's not how I like to play. I like it easy. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, so that was, that, so, like, they, they, and they lie, you know. And, and I'm like, why are you rebuilding the graphics engine, physics engine every fucking year? Doesn't it seem like a waste of money at some point? Because the, yes. the game always looks about the same. Right, right? Like, I've never watched a Madden and, like, in, in in one year increments and been like, oh wait a minute, is that Madden two thousand thirteen? And, and, and my thing is that I've never played Madden, but Madden be on some bullshit that don't matter. Now we give you X ray super quarterback vision, nigga. Who gives a fuck about that? Yeah, well, I I think what like it's funny because they'll be like, and now with new commentary, right? And everybody gets all hyped, like, yeah, it's just like watching a game. The way that they comment mm-hmm. on the plays. Let me tell you something that I, I watched you guys play Madden. Everyone skips past commentary. So suck my dick. I that is not so. a selling feature. Unless you're going to put the game on, walk out the room, start making dinner, and just watch the game play itself, you're not looking at that shit. You skip that. Everybody of skips course. that shit. It's like, okay, that was a third and uh, third and two. Well, uh, I guess I'm going to use a running play, but let me wait 14 seconds and listen to the announcers talk about Mm-mm. the play that happened before. No, no. You, hit the, you hit the play button and go, let's go next play. 
you know? Yeah, yeah, because if they was really doing it, they would do them American Monday night, what, Sunday night football players, you would have uh Hank Williams Jr. Well, he fired. You would have the, the skinny girl that they do saying them stupid-ass songs. Like, if yeah, you really I don't want know. to do it all. Yeah, I don't know if they do that or not, to be honest, because I haven't been playing the game, so they might do that, Karen. Like, oh, that's honest, like Like, you're making a joke. They might do, like, that's the shit they'll add next year. Oh, it's like now be like, be like, it's America's football game. Okay. Now with NBC yeah, Sunday Night Football country. integration. Yeah. It's like, why? But but does that make the game better? It's like, no, I feel like you're selling me on some bullshit right now. It's like, and now Chris Collinsworth is equally as racist and dumb. Oh, so uh, yeah, yeah. You will this, be as mad at the game as you are when you watch NBC. Oh, yes, 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 you will. <laughs> and this year we will let you pick your own music. Yeah, now, who cares? Actually, you know what? I would buy the game if Chris Collinsworth was commentating and he always said closet uh, racist stuff about all the black players. I'd be okay with that. Yeah, because it's true to life. Game. Yeah. Like if they, if they were like, if they were like, oh, and Cam Newton with a, another terrible throw tonight. Just, Just really having horrific, a bad game. Horrific, horrific. And then Al's like, yeah, right now he's a 38 out of 39 with 470 yards and seven touchdowns. I can't yeah, believe that. Yeah, but that, that pass was really by, behind the receiver right there. And that's pretty terrible. And then, yes, and be like, and can you believe that Ben Rutherford's boy? He had a rough off season. Yeah, with all with everything going on, we just wish him the best of luck. Right, and we're gonna skip over the rape, and we're going to skip <laughs> over all the impression charges. We're not gonna bring any of that up. But you know what? Let's talk about this Michael Vick, him and them goddamn dogs. Yeah, this has nothing to do with the game. The Eagles play next week, but let's get to it now. And the other yes. thing I would like to see too is um. Also, you got that Chris Collinsworth completely overhyping the shit that white quarterbacks do. Uh-huh. So, so this like, yeah, and uh, as opposed to Cam Newton, who's really struggling today with 470 yards, seven touchdowns, 38 out of 39 passing uh, with a 99% passing completion rate. Um, you really have to like this guy, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Uh, now, he is uh, 16 for 32 on the day. Uh, no. two two touchdowns, four interceptions, but this is one of the smartest quarterbacks in the league. What that nigga suck? Really? Uh, uh, look at that incompletion right there. Now that is a good incompletion. Like that's like that's how I feel when I was the college I'm mm-hmm. just like turn this shit off. Oh, damn! Can <laughs> like, I watch it volume free? I always start off watching like a quarter of, of NFL Sunday night and then going, yeah, I'm gonna go play some video games and come yeah, back in the fourth. Yeah. That all don't make me mad. <laughs> right? I be I be, be like the Republicans. I be angry. Ah, get on my TV. <laughs> right? They, like they show like Brett Favre throw a touchdown to a wide receiver and the wide receiver does a Dougie and it's like, see, that's the kind of crass sportsmanship that, that we don't need in the game. Yes. And it's really just embarrassing. And uh, just, I mean, think about your team first. You're only up by 27 points. Be a gentleman. Ah! Just walk to the huddle. And then they show, like, uh, Brett Favre at the throws a touchdown, run 70 yards down the field, pick, pick up the player, receiver. Do a fist him, pump. Yeah, throw him around the shoulder, dance Jump with over him. the poles. And it's like, <laughs> now that's a guy that just loves a game. That is a guy that loves a game. And you just got to have that type of enthusiasm. I'm like, God damn, y'all can't see this. Uh, nope. Uh, another thing, I've been watching uh, Batman, the animated series lately. Mm-hmm. Been recording a lot of episodes. You I know for- what? It's a lot of them shits I missed. Yeah, I forgot how good it was. It's excellent. I-, I think I've seen just about every episode, but it's like it's new to me because watching it as an adult, there's 
a lot of adult themes in this thing that never pointed out to me as a child. That's the truth. Like they make references about sex. Yep. Everything. Like Catwoman was tied up one time and this dude was like, uh, talking about killing her or some shit. And she was like, uh, you know, I have, I could possibly show you a reason not, uh, one, one reason not to kill me or two. And I was like, what? <laughs> What? Oh snap! Now. There's an episode where uh, Roxy Rocket, who's like this, this uh, stunt woman, who went to become a uh, criminal, and she's doing yeah. it for the thrill of everything. Yeah, she was crazy, and she's riding this rocket the entire time, and you know, obviously that's phallic shaped. And Batman hops on the rocket with her at the end, and the way that he beat her was she was going to send the rocket into the side of a cliff. Yes, and he and she was like you know you're gonna jump off this rocket before i do and he folded his arms and just sat there and And looked looked at at her her. and there's this huge rocket between you know both of their legs at this point and they're about to hit this wall and she goes oh i love a man with staying power and then right as they get like really close to the wall she thinks she's gonna die she's like this is the biggest thrill this is the best and she sounds positively organic she does i mean orgasmic positively yeah, she orgasm. sounded like that shit turned her on and she was highly disappointed when he got them down <laughs> yeah like she clearly came and then he oh, like yes. and then he like grabbed her grabbed her and then like shot his batarang off and like like they, they they got away or whatever they lived and it was like that's a really adult thing that yeah. i didn't even notice when yes, i was a kid that is i just thought she was crazy hey she is but yeah yeah man um but so yeah that was like you know, they had a drunk dude on this one episode we watched about mm-hmm. Croc and Baby Doll. Yes. Yeah, he was clearly drunk. You know, they weren't saying that he was drunk, but mm-hmm. he was clearly drunk. Uh, there's hints at pedophilia. Yes, it is. Like, remember when um, <laughs> Batgirl asked, like, what do you think Croc and Baby Doll do on a date? Because yeah. Baby Doll is uh, a, a person that had a, dis- uh, uh, what you say? A, a, dis- a condition. Yeah, that where she always was the size of a child, yeah. even though she got older and always looked like a child. Yeah, so Batgirl asked Batman, what do you think they do on a date? Because they were like the new Bonnie and Clyde of Gotham. And he said, I don't want to think about it. And I was like, oh. Because it's like a baby doll. That's a sex joke. Yes. And then they had, remember Croc picked up some hoes later in the episode? Yeah, yeah he did. Which, which makes sense because in my mind I was thinking, what the fuck does croc want with a bunch of money he looks like a fucking crocodile like how what is crocodile gonna do what is it a giant human-sized crocodile gonna do all the money in the world dude it doesn't matter you are a giant human-sized fucking crocodile like he should just be like yeah man i'm about to go and then like like clockwork they cut to this dude walking out the club with two white women on his arm and i was like god damn that sounds it's for the hoes he don't care about no damn Mm -hmm. he don't care about no money he was taking he was taking that money and leaving the sewer and picking up chicks and they was happy because he had some money to blow on them oh but you know what he did turn into a a a punk when uh she was like you know what i seen you with them bitches well she didn't say that but they might as well say it that's what she basically was saying she She found out yeah she was like i seen you with them bitches and i'm gonna be sure we all gonna die along with the whole city Mm -hmm. batman showed up he turned to a punk hey she crazy (laughs) 
yeah that batman listen man that show if you aren't watching it now go back and watch it. it comes on hub yes um and you can and it comes on twice a day and i'm recording them now and watching them like it's new yeah and to me some of them are new like oh either it's been so long since i watched them i don't remember it's so good y'all. it is i think it's the best animated series of all time. that one and batman beyond i love those two are my two favorite batman series. also you know what else too with um with this mm-hmm. i feel like everyone who ever got pissed off in gotham became a super villain yeah like so many episodes start with just somebody being like you can't do that and then someone being like fuck that son super villain time <laughs> like remember the one about the farmer yeah you know what they made uh uh sexual um stuff about that too when uh he took the truck and rode on a boat and his daughter was up there on the boat and the yeah. dude was like hey this is gonna be my type of party right yeah yeah he had a farmer's daughter yeah she turned out to be a genetically enhanced like human. a lot of genetics going on in, back, in gotham by the yes way. how they must have cured cancer already yes they back, back in the 1980s they were they they was on that shit they science is ahead of time but but yeah it was funny though because like uh like that dude was like fuck that i'm gonna become farming man and then like he goes away and comes back and invents like giant creatures that mm-hmm. terrorize the town you know it's like you can't get a parking ticket in gotham without being like i'm a parking ticket no ah i'm gonna become parking man you haven't heard the last of me yes no one will. i'm gonna beat you with a parking meter yeah I'm, he's gonna kill people leave parking tickets on you get the ticket and then leave like it's like it's just crazy man um so we went to the movies the other day we did and what do, what do we see this time? looper looper oh yeah 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 i like looper it was good i enjoyed it a lot i got to the end i was like damn it is there more oh yeah bruce willis went uh borders land borderlands and that shit he and did but he had all the guns yeah he had old man strength and guns <laughs> yes he did <laughs> he, he was ham. shooting anything moving he went ham so um but we see previews you know before the movies and i mm-hmm. the previews are so long yes the fuck they are and we love previews guys. yes we do like I, honestly they're not long enough for me I take 30 minutes of previews. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, because some previews are, are so short. I'm like, I don't even know what the fuck it is. No. Like, honestly, they if they could make like an hour and a half of just previews, I pay for that. And then just no previews for other movies. Like, the movie just stars on time. Yeah. I would actually pay to see an hour and a half of previews and just go thumbs up or thumbs down with with my wife because we we play the game thumbs up thumbs down yeah we, we yeah we yeah and yesterday they would they would they would that bad news was kind of low yeah and sometimes you know what we do is uh i'll i'll can plays thumbs up thumbs down and then i do opposite thumbs up thumbs down where i like to mess with karen and be like definitely <laughs> going to see that i'll be like nah that's some bullshit um so like yesterday we saw one for les mis which uh i guess they're doing like a big time uh, you know, it's got like Anne Hathaway mm-hmm. and like all these big time Hugh Jackman is in mm-hmm. it, Russell Crowe, like a bunch of big time actors. Uh, my girl, that weird space looking girl, Amanda Siegfried or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, with some big, got some big old tail bitties too. Mm. Ah! One of my favorite actresses. But, um, yeah, so like they, uh, they were doing that like, uh, you know, that, that, that preview and it was like a fucking, five minute commercial for the movie yes. of how they made it it was like it was it was like beyond. we should have got that on xbox live right it was a making of documentary and you 
that was about five minutes long and it was quote unquote a preview it was that's a preview you know what no i think that i'm i'm not trying to be funny i think that they know the only people that's gonna go see les miserables are the people that went to go see it in 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 the play or read the book they know the average person gonna go fuck that so they got we got to convince y'all to come see it i really think that's why they made it so long now see i think the opposite i think a lot of people will go see this movie not me i'm not gonna see no les miserables I, yeah i know you won't but i think a lot of people will go see it but like a lot of people went and saw chicago nah i'm seeing that either i know you didn't that's that's not my point oh we're talking my about bad. people right i thought we were talking about people not Karen. oh yeah yeah i'm, I'm sorry getting all defensive and shit um <laughs> i'm saying i'm saying i think a lot of people will end up going to see these type of movies because it's like the one musical to see it's got all these actors in it and it's like true they, they do got superstars and, and they, i think people will go see it it'll win a lot of awards yeah and they won't be like a, a fans of it but it'll just be like the movie to go see so that i think people will go see this movie yeah, um, i'll have fun and it looks like they really put a lot of time and effort into it and a lot of money and karen's acting all hardcore y'all she wanted to go see it so i did not want yes, to go did. see that yes, she did because i did opposite thumbs up on her and then she was like you really want to go see it which means she really wants to go see it y'all no. she's trying to act hard now but that's how it works no opposite thumbs up that's how it works <laughs> karen puts her thumb down and then if if I don't like it, I put my thumb down too. But it's certain genres that I always put my thumbs up to because I know Karen don't want to see it, like scary movies. Oh, fuck them scary movies, man. I forgot October's around the corner. We had like eight previews of scary shit. I was like, nope to all yeah. that. I'm always like, yeah, we're going to go see this scary movie. And then Karen goes, oh, you see it by yourself. That's the joke. It's the same joke every time. <laughs> yes, it is. It never gets fucking old. But with the late Miz joke, with the late Miz, she didn't know I was joking or not. And so I was like, I do want to go see it. And she was like, mm-mm. Wait, you really want to go see it? And that, <laughs> so she do want to go see that singing ass shit. I do not want to mm, see that. You lying. I you am not. Lying mm. for the, don't lie on the podcast, Karen. <laughs> I ain't got to lie. If I bought mm-hmm. tic- if I bought a ticket to see it and didn't go with you, you'd be mad. No. Mm-hmm. I come back and be like, it was so good. <laughs> yeah. Just like Black Swan. Exactly. Alright, so, um, yeah, we, but I was noticing something when they showed all the scary movie previews. And I don't know if you noticed it too, but every scary movie now is the fucking same. Mm-hmm. Let me guess. It's a guy moving into a house with his kids and something is fucked up. You know what? Every fucking preview. You know what? I, I don't know what's going on, but houses seem to be the thing. It's a house on the left. It's a house on the right. It's a house on top. It's the house in the middle. It's just a house. <laughs> last house on the right. Yeah, last house right. two blocks over by my grandmama, baby daddy, mama house. <laughs> you were like, what the fuck? What enough with the house movies? So, you know, I was thinking about this, right? And it's always like, and then like in the house, it doesn't come for you. It's like, it's coming for the kids. Yeah. It's like they show a crib. And then they show, like, the monster standing over the crib. It's like, oh, no, it's going to get that kid. So I've been thinking about it, right? Now, mm-hmm. now, one thing I may go see with you, and that's only because you were saying it was based off a video game, but I still I don't know how scary it's going to be, is that Silent Hill. Yeah, yeah, I might go see that one. Because, um, uh, yeah, I think I might go see that. Anyway, um, so I was thinking about it, right? It's about the house. It's about the kids. I think that these movies are based off the subconscious fear of people to buy homes and have children. Mm-hmm. I figured it out, y'all. It's deep. It is about the fact of tying yourself to one place, 
what you cannot get out of like a home mm-hmm. and then the ghost comes that's like you know when your neighborhood turns bad or when you know people try to uh you know like some some you know your house starts losing value you can't just get out of it right because in in my mind i'm always like when i watch the movies like well just leave the fucking house dog well you know what that's why um we're going to continue to stay in the apartment because the ghost come here he got about 50 occupancies you know it's a Oc- lot of occupancies occupants. occupants i'm sorry to harass mm. so you know it ain't like he can just harass us out he gotta harass everybody if he wants the whole place itself. Yeah, it's too well, much work for the ghost they lazy well i just think on a deeper level uh is people's subconscious fear of buying a home having children getting married True. like these are real fears and they're just manifested in these movies as yeah this monster's gonna come and try to get your kids or whatever it's like no but i think it's our fear of commitment to these ideas that really comes across in these movies is because everything is always tied to like but i can't get out of this house yeah. i can't get out of this i'm, I'm stuck you know? here forever well they're doing a really good job for me you I know have to fight for my house yeah you know, yeah, yeah. I, I only got one, one out of the three. So I, think, well, I'm just I think saying, I'm, I'm just saying, we're not like us saying we don't want our kids to have a house. Like it's not just us. The, I think there's a lot of people that do it, and they still have these fears, and they just do it anyway. But that is the so it is a hard movie for a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. I'm saying mm-hmm. that's what I'm saying. Like because all these horror movies previews were the same. Yes, they and, were, and, and it makes sense because in this market now, where like home, the housing market crashed, because yeah. like they weren't doing as many of these home movies when the housing market was good. No, the, like they weren't doing as many of these. Like every fucking preview we saw yesterday, hey family, let's move into this house. Oh no, there's a monster that wants my kids. <laughs> like, yeah, hey family, let's move to this house. Oh shit, we we got two uh kids that's crazy and no we're gonna want to call mammy a mama 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 Mama, which was like the worst these two kids are like survived in this house like five years with like no parents because what's scarier than raising kids in this how in this world right now and especially if you are a white person that's scared of a black president brought it full circle bam (laughs) how you like that Mm mm-hmm all of a sudden get a black president all these movies about kids and growing up in a different world and houses you can't They're get like, out hey of hey now. hey you don't want the world with the black president yeah you know you don't want it for like, you yeah. or your children like you almost gotta keep uh while i'm in office just so that the horror genre can stay scaring these white folks about houses mm, yes and the future um by the way i've been watching uh scandal i started mm-hmm. watching that i need show. to watch that you said it's good oh, i love it i've watched the first season in you said it's short right i watched the first season I started it yesterday at like four o'clock and I've, I'm done with the first season as of yet last night. And I have to watch the first season of the first episode of next season today. Okay. Or sometime t- tomorrow and I'll be fully caught up. Uh, but yeah, it's my shit dog. I fucks with this show hard. Like it was only seven episodes long for the first season. It's on Netflix streaming for those of y'all that would like to catch up and be on board with the, uh, with these tweets and jokes and uh we'll probably well at least i'll be talking about it on the show i don't know if karen's gonna watch it or not but um yeah it's it's really good and uh it made me realize a few things one i need to add the phrase i need the room to my lexicon (laughs) i like that shit i like that i need the room and then just be like you stay that's it like i I don't know how you get to that level of power power yes entitlement and just 
I need to be in a position in my life where I can just walk in and be like, I need the chat room. Everyone leave. June, you stay. We need to discuss this. <laughs> and everybody gets that shit and gets the fuck out, too, every time. Yeah, they do. I need the room. Oh, get the fuck out. Nobody, nobody says, but what about get the fuck out? No, no questions asked. Mm-mm. And the other thing in the scandal is uh, they tell, they, like, they start off the first episode. Um, and, oh, first of all, before I even do that, first episode, they introduce this character named Quinn. Mm-hmm. And she's like uh, the person whose eyes were kind of seeing everything through. She's very uh, new and green. And, you know, we're learning about, you know, everything that she's in over her head. So her questions are supposed to be the audience uh, questions, you know, like, why are you doing this? You know, and then eventually you find out later. I fucking hate her. (laughs) I hate. I like there was a point where she was framed for murder. I want her to go down. Like, I was just like, go, go to prison. Just get the fuck off the show. <laughs> I, as an audience member, I'm already caught up with everything. I understand what's going on. You are only slowing me down and asking these dumbass questions and doing dumbass shit that is making everybody's job harder. Get the fuck out. God damn. She was so dumb. Oh, that was, just, oh. That was a part where there was like a murder scene. And like someone gets like they're not dead, but they're like uh, they're dying. They need help. And you know, uh, like say you walk in the room, Karen. I have scissors lodged in my neck. What do you do? Call nine one one. Right, you call nine one one. Obviously, right. That's yes. the first thing you do. Yeah, I'm, yeah. This trick ran over and pulled the scissors out this man's neck, oh, and he bled to death. Yeah, dummy. That is fucking. That is that is. That's one on one for fucking CPR and and, yeah, and all these other. You, you don't touch the person because you you, don't, you never know what's happening with. Get an expert on the motherfucking phone, and now and not to mention you are tampering with possible evidence of someone who tried to murder this dude. What are you doing? Oh, I want to choke her. Ah, oh, I wanted them to just leave the room and be like, you know what, trick you on your own. We. <laughs> You've been dealing with your shit for six episodes, and you ain't really helped nobody out. You, we told you not to even be fucking with this nigga. He is a reporter. This, you, what are you doing? You're not even supposed to be over here. We said, don't take your fast ass down there. I don't care how handsome he is. And what are you doing? Going down here fucking him and telling our secrets. God damn. <sighs> I bet he was working on a motherfucking article as we... He probably had, like, an article with all her shit in it anyway. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, I was fucking her last night, and... uh when I hit it from the back, she told me that uh, Olivia is the one who fucked the president. So there you go. Coming out tomorrow in the post. What an asshole. God damn it. I hate her. Anyway, <laughs> Olivia Pope is real tough. She's played by Carrie Washington. Uh, and she has one rule that you can't break. And she, she doesn't believe in crying, Karen. So the first episode, of course, Quinn was crying. Who else would be crying? And, they, and then my man Huck came in and was like, look, Trick, stop crying. We don't cry up in here. We don't do that crying shit. Olivia don't believe in crying. And I was like, that's true. But let me tell you something. Olivia believes in coming very, very close to crying every episode. Like, as close as possible. Like, your eyes can water. Your lip can quiver. But you better not shed no you tears. You can pause. You can need a moment. To Olivia, get yourself together. Olivia has needed many moments. But she just won't cry. But she gets close to crying every episode. It's like, you know, the president, I think he really did sleep with that girl. I need the room. 
it's like oh shit she about to cry Mm-mm. just real close it's real close but uh now nah, i love the show man that's i'm not gonna spoil anything else or ruin anything for you guys go watch the fucking and show and you know what baby i don't know what it is about you and your tweets but lord have mercy anytime you find some shit to tweet about everybody go up in arms yeah uh, well you know it, it what happens is the people that like you tweeting that kind of stuff aren't ever as vocal as the people who don't and you can't really blame them because like one you don't want them spoiling shit right because like i would be pissed if somebody just hit me up like well you know he gonna die right it's like why why, why would you do that what an asshole yeah. right mm-hmm. but then also you know you just they're just reading along having a good time and they don't want to be like um necessarily come in and be like that's so funny i enjoy your tweets or whatever right but it's always these lame ass motherfuckers that don't like the shit that gotta come in and be like, you know, I had to block you because this is just too much. Like, I don't care. I don't need to know that. Yeah, I think somebody said something about these tweets were better than your Buffy tweets. And you was like, just for that, it's gonna be Buffy next. Yeah. I, like, I just wanna know what the fuck is on y'all's Twitter feed? Like, you? What, like, I, no, I, I, no, I wanna know what the fuck is so important on the rest of the people you follow on Twitter that my inane tweets about a TV show are so disruptive. Like, what the fuck? Is, I'm on Twitter to learn about education. B- bitch, go wiki that shit. I, I don't know give a fuck. So. Like, of course I don't. I'm not here to educate you. I'm not here for anything positive other than being me and talking about what the fuck I want to talk about. I include the hashtag. You could block the hashtag. You could uh, mute the hashtag. And you'll never even see the tweet. So it's like you're just being a dick face at this point. And I'm not responsible for that. So, yeah. That, yeah, it's always weird. Like, hey, man, you're really clogging on my timeline. What is unfollow me or blocking or whatever. I don't give a fuck anymore. Just don't tell me about it. I don't I, care. Me either. I will unfollow you. Trust me. It's fine. And most of y'all are not following anyway. So why are we having a conversation? It's I not, know you don't have so. to, like, tell me that, like, I'm going to be hurt. Like, oh, no. This random dude I've never interacted with in my life is unfollowing me over these Buffy tweets. No. What is I'm going to do, Lord? Like, I don't give I don't a fuck. I know. I hope you make it. Yeah. Go do your shit, man. No one cares. You know, people unfollow me all the time, and they, they just get a slow unfollow back. Just, all right, bye. But anyway, man, y'all should go watch Scandal. That shit good, and I'm going to be talking about it. And y'all going to be like, you spoiling it. You could have caught up. You could have watched the seven episodes. It wouldn't even take you a day. So basically 40 minutes an episode. They're all on motherfucking uh, Netflix. So go do it. Like, stop being a, a jerk. I watched almost all of Buffy in about two months. You can watch seven episodes of Scandal. Yes. In a couple of days. Really. Next episode don't come on till Thursday. I got to watch the first episode of this season, and then I'm all the way caught up, and we're going to find about find out what's going on with Olivia when the white hats come on. All right, man. We got some <laughs> articles, and we got to do these so we can watch football. Um, Of course, we play a game here at the Blackout Tips called guess the race yes sir it's a very simple game we read an article or play a clip and all we ask is that you guess the race of the people involved and uh that's it that's it now you'll see the chat room will play we ask since we don't have a guest on right now the chat room plays along with us and uh yes, they do they will guess the race of uh the people involved in the article and uh you will be shocked if you've never heard this segment before because you will find out quickly the chat room is racist I'm sorry, guys. Yes. No way to sugarcoat that. All right. So here's our first article for all you ladies that love going to the spa. And now at 530, really just tough pictures to see here. A South Florida woman says a facial treatment at a spa went very wrong, leaving her scarred for life. 
The customer spent nearly a month in the hospital. And now that spa owner is facing some serious criminal charges. Local 10's Todd Tongan joins us live now from the spa in Doral with the details. This all unfolded this summer. In fact, this is the arrest report, and they are forced very serious charges the owner of this day spa is facing. The pictures you're about to see are very hard to look at, and believe it or not, this woman, this victim, paid nearly $900 for this procedure to look like this. Isabel Gonzalez was left with a deformed face after she says she received a facial rejuvenation procedure that included vitamin injections into her face from this day spa in Doral. This is what the 48-year-old single mother looked like in happier times. Gonzalez. She looks like, uh, first of all, her face looks like a duck now, like a duck bill because oh. her lips are so swollen. And it looks like she was shot in the face with like a shotgun. They had buckshot in it. That's yes. how. Like, it, I don't know what they did to this lady's face, but they Jesus. fucked it up. After the procedure had such bad facial infections, she had to spend a month in the hospital and is still recovering. In fact, this is what she looks like today. Viviana's Body Secret Spa website says where your dream image becomes a reality. But the harsh reality for the spa owner seen here on her website, Edna Viviana Ayala, was jail. She was arrested and faces four serious charges, including aggravated battery and practicing medicine without a license. Not oh, only was shit. the owner arrested, but her business is no longer open. The city of Doral shut her down and revoked her certificate of occupancy for conduct that is contrary to the public health. Business owners in the plaza where the spa is located were shocked. I've used uh, one of the services before, but like three owners ago. They've been changing a lot of owners over here. It's always been one of those uh, salons, a spa. Ayala's criminal attorney did not return our Yeah, he was like, I got a hand job there, but that was like when it was a, that was when it was a horror house. So yeah, I don't know but what's now, going on. they do a legitimate business. I can't fuck with her now. <laughs> Pauls, but in published reports, she has denied that her client gave Gonzalez any injections whatsoever. But Gonzalez's attorney, Diana Santa Maria, released a statement that said in part, Viviana's Body Secrets is denying responsibility for the harm caused by its owner, even though Viviana, the owner, drove the patient to a medical doctor's facility to try and cover up the injuries she had caused. <gasps> and so Viviana's Body Secrets Spa will remain closed. Meanwhile, meanwhile Ayala did bond out on $21,000 bond. We did go over to her home earlier today, knocked on the door. It appeared someone was home, but no one answered the door. Meantime, Gonzalez, uh, through her attorney, says that she is still recovering, can't talk to the media right now, and she is absolutely devastated. In All right, man. So let's go to the chat room and play some Guess the Race. Guess the Race, y'all. Um, what guess the race of Mrs. Gonzalez, the victim of looking like a duck with they got shot with shotgun. All right, let's see here. Um, a Brazilian illegal alien running from the law who got here in an inner tube. Inner tube. <laughs> All right. Uh, desperate housewife, pool boy loving, always wanted to fuck a black man. Hunky Harlot says uh, Leonard Brothers. Out of very descriptive in his guessing of the race. Um. All right, let's just like all the guesses from the chat room. The correct answer is Latina. She was a Latina woman. Oh, wait, Eva has one late one. I'll read it anyway. One who will be deported if Mittens Romney is elected, even though he was born in Mexico. <laughs> 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 yeah, she will be deported. 
Oh. Um, and she didn't have a license. If nothing else, you need to be sued over that bullshit. I just thought this was just crazy. Um, Annie Dukon, uh, this lady, she is a crime lab specialist in Massachusetts, Massachusetts, uh, like for criminal crime, you know, criminals with the police and stuff. Mm-hmm. She was accused of uh, basically mishandling over 60,000 samples for crime labs. Oh, yeah. Apparently she's, uh, she was arrested on Friday for allegedly faking drug results, forging paperwork and mixing samples at a state police lab in a scandal that has lawyers scrambling to figure out how to handle 1,140 inmates who were convicted using possibly tainted evidence. You know what? Any case, and the thing about it, even if they committed the crimes, any case that she was on, that shit need to be me level turned. Right. You, you, you really hate to do that, but it's like, A, we can't go back. We can't find this shit. You know what I'm saying? You, you testify. We, we base all this shit off of your expertise. Mm -hmm. And even if they did it, and even if we know they did it, Every single person that went to jail, I said, let them, let everybody free. Fuck that. She also um, got three officials fired, including the state's public health commissioner. Um, you know, once this scandal was found out. Um, wow. They say she tested more than 60,000 drug samples involving 34,000 defendants during her nine years at the lab. Since the lab closed. More than a dozen drug defendants are back on the street while her, their attorneys challenge the charges based on her misconduct. Many more defendants are expected to be released. Yep. Authorities said 1,140 inmates are currently serving time in cases in which Dukon was, pri- was the primary or secondary chemist. Wow. Two obstruction charges accused Dukon of lying about drug samples she analyzed at the lab in March 2011 for a Suffolk County case and for testifying under oath in August 2010 when she had a master de- that she had a master's degree in chemistry from the University of Massachusetts. Attorney General Martha Coakley said uh, the only motive authorities have found so far is that Dukon wanted to be seen as a good worker. She's just doing this to look like a good worker and sending motherfuckers to prison that um, don't need to be there. So she don't have a master's degree? She lied. She doesn't. Um, don't she think they're going to investigate that shit? Uh, Did she not ever think that you fuck with chemicals, nobody's going to ever go back and test to see if you really got your credentials? Well, she was able to get away with this for nine years, so yes. Wow. Maybe the person testing it was also trying to look like a good worker and said she was good to go. Her actions totally turned the system on his head, Coakley said. She said Dukum could face, Dukan could face more charges as the investigation continues. People absolutely deserve a system that he can trust. We have to get to the bottom of this and we will. Yeah. I, yeah, I, and people do deserve, it's sad, but people do deserve to be fired. And I know a lot of people go, well, you know, I allow my resume. Nah, I put the real bullshit. If I ain't got the credentials, I just ain't got it. Maybe that's just me because sooner or later, especially if you go for that one extra promotion or that one extra step up, the people going to investigate to see if you really got this shit. Well, it wouldn't even have got to that level. According to this, Dukon's supervisors fa- faced harsh criticism for not removing her from lab duties and for not alerting prosecutors, and police said her co-workers raised their suspicions about her several years ago. <gasps> and they kept her on the job. Mm-hmm. Oh. And you know what's funny is like some a lot of people being like, well, all these people might be falsely imprisoned, and that's really messed up. 
what's what's even more messed up is if there's people that are legitimately there yes and i say you know what i let them go it don't it don't even matter even if they deserve even if they committed to crimes and the sad part about it is that it puts the whole that whole judicial system in chaos now because now we have to go back we got to investigate that now you're causing you're going to have floods of lawsuits if she had anything to do with their cases now you're going to have you know lawyers coming back with the with, with um all these lawsuits say hey my client da, 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 and she was associated with it how do we know that she did the right thing and you know y'all coming back and y'all saying that that you know this was brought to their attention and so it's like everybody's trying to cover their ass, but right now there's no ass covering. Everybody's ass is bare, and them people going free. Well, according to this, she was testing more than 500 samples a month. While other testers test between 50 to 150. Oh, why was the number so high? But one co-worker told state police he never saw Dukon in front of a microscope. <gasps> she was just like... Putting them shits in the good, 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 good. A lab employee saw Dukon weighing drug samples without doing balance check on her scale. In 2010, a supervisor did an audit on Dukon's paperwork, but didn't retest any of her samples. The audit found nothing wrong. So she was good at the paperwork, I guess. The same year, chemists found seven instances, seven, where Dukon incorrectly identified a drug sample as a certain narcotic when it was something else. Damn. She's a, what's she doing to test like the police in the 80s movie just putting some on her teeth? Wow. Tastes like bacon soda to me. All right, cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck that. And you know what? That You know what? And she needs to spend the rest of her life in jail because she ruined people's fucking lives. I mean, literally, you have people that are in jail that are not supposed to be there. You've got niggas that are in jail that are supposed to be there, but everybody going to get free because of your fuck up. And uh, the guy said he told himself that it was, he thought it was an innocent mistake. In an interview with state police last month, Dukin allegedly admitted faking test results for two to three years. She told police she identified some drug samples as narcotics simply by looking at them instead of testing them. A process known as dry labbing. Oh, they have a name for that? That's not good. She also said she forged the initials of colleagues and deliberately turned a negative sample into a positive for narcotics a few times. Ooh, oh, now that's, that's where you get that's where you got to get some people fired where people are like, yeah, uh, I need this to be positive, you know? And she just goes, I got you. She was eventually suspended from lab duties in June, 2011 after getting caught for- forging a colleague's initials on her paperwork. She resigned in March as the, at the department of public health investigates, uh, as they investigated the lab was run by the department of, until July 1st when the state police took over as part of a state budget directive. So, I guess them the police taking over must have really got her the shit cooking. After wow. the lab shut down, the police asked the lab supervisor why Dukon would take samples from the evidence room without logging them. Elizabeth O'Brien told investigators that Dukon was going through personal problems and that included a miscarriage in 2009. Well, isn't that that, that ain't got shit to do with her doing them cases right or wrong? Right. <laughs> I don't know if he been good bullshit. She was stressed. Nigga, and a lot of people stress that word. Do your job. You 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 you're dealing with chemicals. You're dealing with shit that could kill people. You're throwing people in jail that don't deserve to be there. Like they gonna tell us an uh, inmate that's uh, falsely in prison. Oh no no no, she was going through a miscarriage. So 
That was, but you, uh, you, you still got to stay in jail, sir. Yeah, those two years of uh, hell and no freedom that you were falsely convicted and, of a crime. Yeah, my bad. And 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 the thing about it is that oh my god, the lawsuits. Like like literally, mm-hmm. you throw me in some jail for I'm suing everybody. Sue everybody. Yes, everybody. And uh, and was going through personal problems. Then the court, then Melinda, Melinda Diaz was tough at first on her. In 2009, she had a miscarriage and other personal problems. Perhaps she was trying to be important by being the go-to person. Mm. Now I got to learn to tell motherfuckers, no, I tell them, no, nope, mm, why? can't do that. I'm saying, like, there's something more to this, because, like, why, it was is. She, why was she trying to do ten times the work of the average person? It It, it, it is something more to that. I, You know, it wouldn't surprise me if it was more to this story. It wouldn't surprise me if it was something with managers and supervisors and, like, people. High, like, it's more, she was sleeping with somebody. All jokes aside, like, it's something tied to this. This story sleeping don't Sleeping with somebody? Who knows? You know, all this bullshit. You've been watching. You should you ain't been watching scandal this is some this is some scandal level conspiracy <laughs> uh, maybe i just I, think she was fucking up and i think that's what it was and she she had an ego about it that's why she wanted to be the super girl yeah she wanted to be super duper every, i'm the best and you can't be she, a dumbass and, and the best and, and fake and, your and, everything and my thing how can you you know everybody do 150 you do 500 and all them shits be done properly like no yeah. all right here's a video Everybody knows it's time to get out and vote, and I want to give everybody some motivation. Oh, so that wasn't against the race? No, that's not against the race. No. Okay. Uh, that, uh, but let's give but everybody. But I can guess the race. You you want to guess the race? But I think I already seen them. I. Okay, uh, you know, what? guess the race of Elizabeth Dukan or whatever. Some people name might not know. Yeah, go ahead. No, I, I just didn't even think it was about race. I, but yeah, sure, guess the race. I know her race, so uh, go ahead and guess the race, guys. Uh, of Annie Dukan. Uh, chemist that got all these niggas locked up for no reason. McNutty White, I think you mean McNulty, and that's funny because he did that faking evidence in the last season of The Wire. Cracker, white bitch, lonely white and smelling of her 30 cats. Wow. Uh, Correction Inc. White, one likely to jump off of the Tokyo Tower. And Karen, you wanted to guess too? Yes. What was it? I say white. Correct, Indian, uh, uh, correct guess, uh, correct answer, she was Indian. And oh, see, I was the, wrong. The Middle Eastern Indian, not the uh, Native American. So, well, she was Indian with a white woman's name. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's why really it was the racism of you know positivity that actually kept her results from being checked. Because I was like, she must be that good because she Indian, y'all. <gasps> you know what? She's doing ten times the work of an American for yeah, half for, the money. Yep, and and that's a stereotype. But yeah, I guarantee you, they was like, oh, we got one cheap. Yeah, I used to cheat off of her in the college. She didn't get a master's from so. Alright. <laughs> it's time it's time to vote, y'all. This Uh-oh. is uh, this is some people that are that 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 angry about Mitt Romney and they they're, they're protesting. So here we go. They say you say cut back, we say fight back. I'm going to skip forward a little bit because they, they do this for it's a lot of them and they do this all the way down the line. Now there's two people walking in mask and there's a Mitt Romney mask and a George Bush mask. This happened in Detroit. So it says, let Detroit go bankrupt. Well, I don't know if it happened in Detroit, but they have a sign that says, let Detroit go bankrupt, which is a quote from Mitt Romney. 
and uh, they're hugging each other. And, uh, you know, everything's going good at this protest. And then this happens. Now, oh, at this moment, a African-American woman joins in the protest. And uh, obviously, this is being filmed. That's why you're hearing it. And she gets in front of the camera and she's holding up a nine eleven dollar bill with George Bush's picture on it. So let's get back to this. She said, let me get changed for this fake money. It's fake. She's holding up the dollar bill in front of the camera. you expect Barack Obama to fix it in four years? It don't work like that, motherfucker. <laughs> don't work like that. Then you want to get rid of, uh, you want to make abortion legal. That don't make sense, motherfucker. What we gonna have all these little ugly ass nappy headed kids running around here hungry for? They don't even sound attractive. Why would you get rid of, come on, Mitt Romney, you need your ass wet. Post this on YouTube, cause I want to be the bitch to whoop your ass, Mitt Romney. Cause you know why you ain't shit. And every time I see you on a motherfucking commercial, I want to go through the TV set and it ain't even mine, nigga. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, guess the race. Oh wait, I already told y'all the race. Anyway, that was good. I about to say, did you tell the race? Yeah, I think I did. I know everybody think that's chill, but no, it's not. It's not. I don't think no, so. that's not chill. Yeah, chill would have told them to suck some dicks. Obviously, yes. So get you. All gay people not alike people. No, right? and y'all, y'all don't even know that that lady's gay. Um, also, uh, we talked about. Um, well, I just like how she just everybody was being so positive. She was like, "Listen, motherfucker, let me tell you what's really going on. I want to whoop your ass, motherfucker." I get mad every time I see you. I'm gonna choke my TV. If that shit would have been reversed, we'd be all up here like that is appalling. That random white woman says she's going to hurt the president and she needs to be under lockdown or Secret Service needs to come get her. But somebody go threaten me around like, ah, that's funny. <laughs> shit, they still might show up at a house though, because black people just are so open about politics that I guess it's different. Yeah, we, we yeah, we, yeah, we open we're like fuck yeah. that. I, I whip a nigga ass. You're right, like fucking with my taxes, bitch. Like, Mm-mm. come on now. Um, remember we talked about that lottery winner that was gonna stay on public assistance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, she was from Detroit. Uh, it was guess the race. Everybody got it wrong. She was a white woman mm-hmm. taking public assistance, uh, even though she got a million dollar lottery winning. She is dead now. How does she die? Amanda Clayton, the Michigan woman who inspired the mass derision in a, in a fraud conviction for continuing to take public assistance after winning one million dollars on the state lottery run game show, has died. She was found yesterday, uh, reports the free press, and a drug overdose is suspected. Wow. Mm-hmm. Uh, no further details on her death were available. Uh, Clayton was earlier this year sentenced to nine months probation in order to repay $5,500 in food stamps after it was discovered she had failed to inform the public assistant authorities of her September 2011 win. Uh, I feel that it's okay because, I mean, I have no income and I had no bills to pay, she said. At the time she was charged, I have two houses. Michigan apparently unconvinced responded with a law requiring lotto officials to report winners to DHS. So 
yeah um she dead y'all from drugs wow and they say that happens to a lot of these people that win these awards so for real mm, like they what? end up dead uh you know don't get to spend all the money yeah and then depending on how it how it's set up a lot of this stuff you can't even pass on the family members when you die that's it yeah i think the government came and killed her and got their money back i was like nigga you serious we'll be you got right to now. go yeah give me the needle they did her just like scandal <laughs> kidnapped out the bedroom while she was watching uh she's probably watching real housewives or some shit and then just took took out of here yeah you won't see another dime my money um all right so there's an article and is this we talked about a little bit with the feminist jones and she had to hop off a feminist author claims that guilt and self-flagellation are sucking the joy out of motherhood leaving many women wishing they'd never had kids in her provocative new book why have kids jessica valenti says women are being made miserable because the idea of parenting and, and of motherhood in particular is far removed from the often thankless and oppressive reality uh to an extent i agree in killing ourselves to achieve this impossible standard motherhood becomes less of a relationship and more of a job she writes adding that having children should not be the default setting for women uh, I agree with that. Valenti, a mother of one, describes that the thousands of anonymous confess. Man, how would you feel to be her kid when you grow up? It's like, is this how you felt, Mama? You wrote a whole fucking book about how uh, you don't really that 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 people regret having kids. But you know what? But not you, baby. You different. You know what? You know what? The the sad the sad reality of it. And I've talked to a lot of women, and the thing is, like privately, a lot of women feel like this. Publicly, Mm -hmm. everybody has to make you feel like you're an asshole for bringing up a lot of the 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 real um, feelings that women have. And and the thing about it is that when you say this, people automatically assume that you're a bad mother, you don't care about your kids, right. you know, and that's not so. It is not, it is far from the truth. But I'm looking at her face. She's obviously a bad mom. Okay. No, no, and that's not true. That's not true. <laughs> she wrote a book. But, yeah, but a lot of people automatically assume that if you buck up against motherhood, period, you say you talk about bad moms, you say everybody shouldn't have children, everybody want to get up in arms, when in reality, it's a lot of women where if they think about it and say, if I had to do it again, would I really have kids? Some would say, yes, I do it a million times, and some would say no. Yeah, it says Valenti, a mother of one, describes the thousands of anonymous confessions on discussion boards, websites, and forums where women open up about how they love their children but hate being a mother. Yep, it's it's, it's a full-time, a full-time, 24 hours, 7-day week job. You don't get to clock out. You don't get to leave the office. You don't, you, you, you don't get to separate yourself. That's why I think that parents need breaks, especially single moms and single dads. They need breaks because your mom 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And it, where it's like a, 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 a lifelong job and it's very tiresome. It's very rewarding too. Please don't get me wrong. But you know, you get to the point where you have to deal with your life. You have to take care of your child, your child going through things. And the thing about being a parent parent doesn't come with instructions so and if you have multiple children every child is different you have to come with all these techniques and all these you got to be very strategic as a parent and a lot of people 
don't have, honestly, the proper skills to be a parent. And that's something people will never admit. And when you tell people, hey, I think you need assistance or, hey, you know, you might need to go somewhere and get help as a parent. Oh, you trying to say I'm a fucking bad parent. No, I'm, I'm not saying that. But everybody assumes that when you say parents need help being with parenting, everybody assumes that you're saying they're a bad parent. But no, nobody has all the answers. Nobody has all the answers. Well, the biggest break you can have is not having any kids. Um, it's a thankless, monotonous, exhausting, irritating, and oppressive job. One woman comments in an interview with the UK newspaper, the times Valente says, women, uh, woman, I think they meant women are bombarded with so much conflicting advice about child rearing, much of which involves kids being the center of the universe, mm-hmm. that the result is a state of near constant anxiety. This is the understandable outcome of expecting smart, driven women, smart, driven women to find satisfaction in spit up, she says. But despite the harsh critique of modern parenting, she says parental joy is within reaches if within reach if mothers can shake the need to be a yummy mummy and society lets them. Yes, and also um a lot of it is too is that a lot of women in society put mothers under ridiculous and unrealistic amounts of pressure. I'm supposed to be the mommy. I'm supposed to be the wife. I'm supposed to be the doctor. I'm supposed to be this. I'm supposed to be the cooker. I'm supposed to be the cleaner. I'm supposed to be everything to everybody. And it wears women out. And my thing is that you have to have a balance. You got to have a balance. You have to balance things out. Take breaks. Uh, give your, give yourself time out. Get a kid. When you say time out to the kid, that's time out for you to get your thoughts together. But a lot of people don't look at it like that because mothers are People, too. People have a tendency to forget that. They treat mothers like teachers. They want you to be everything and do everything. But in a lot of places, you don't get gratification for all the work that you put into it. Yeah, it says here, um, one of the most important things is to get rid of the idea that it's best for kids to be with their parents as much as possible. She says, adding that research shows children do better when they have numerous people, parents, grandparents, friends, assisting their development. According to Valenti, women will be happier if they make their partners better share, better share the load mm-hmm. of raising the children and actually let them do it. Yes. I think it's hard for some mothers to let go of that maternal power, especially when that might be all the power that you have, which yep. is a good point because, yeah, I guess in some relationships, the only time a, a woman goes unchallenged or like really is heard and listened to is when it comes to things about motherhood. And then in, yep. uh, in other respects, it's like, oh, you're a woman. Shut the fuck up. But, you know, when it comes to the children, it's like, well, obviously you would know you're a woman. You know? Yeah. And that might not be true. And and, and yeah, I'm not saying it's true, okay. but I think that it is. Like a lot of chauvinist, typical relationships yeah. that, and, and a lot of men and women have these attitudes where it's like, oh, a woman wants to talk about the finances, shut the fuck up. What could you possibly know? You're a woman, right? Yeah. But it, then when it's like, but those same people that hold those beliefs also hold the belief that, well, women are designed for motherhood and child raising. So, oh, you, you say they should be breastfed this long? Well, obviously, you know, because you're a woman. And and, and, and I think the thing about it is that we, that goes back to that balancing part. And it's, it's like 
Yes, for some women, they feel like this is the, like you said, the only form of control. Yeah, because uh, you have control over your children. You get to decide what they eat, how yeah. much they exercise. So, like, if your life is kind of out of control and, you know, maybe you don't feel involved in the financial aspects of your relationship, the decision-making aspects of your mm-hmm. relationship, but you do get to decide what kind of diet your child on, what activities they're involved in, maybe that is something where you don't want to let go of the maternal power because it's like, I don't get to feel powerful any anywhere else. I don't get to be powerful True. in the bedroom. I don't get to be powerful in, when it comes to the bank. I only get to be powerful when it comes to this child. So, yeah, I'm holding on to it. I'm going to be possessive about this child. And I don't want the father coming home and, and hanging out with him too much because that's the one thing I do get to decide. True. And, and, and I think that that's sad. And I think that a lot of times... Uh, people, everybody claims that they can talk, but real, but people don't talk about shit because the thing is that if you want to be involved, that's something that you need to talk about. If he wants to be, and it's the same thing, he can say, well, baby, I want to help, and she'll strike, lash out at him in anger because of her mind, you're trying to take away my power. You're trying to take away my control. You you do whatever the fuck you're doing to just leave me the fuck alone. And that helps nobody out. Yeah, it says as a person, uh, I'm a person first and a mother second, and I think it's weird that the idea... Yes. I'm a, I think it's weird that the idea is seen as being controversial. We don't demand the same thing of fathers. We don't hear nope. men. We don't hear men say I'm a father first. Being a person first doesn't mean that the depth of love that you have for your child is any less intense. And that's true. She's, Valenti says she loves her daughter Layla very much, but adds, "I don't see raising her as my life's mission. I don't believe it should involve some kind of suffering or self-sacrifice." So that's got to be controversial for a lot of people to hear. That is, that is, because a lot of times when you talk about children, a lot of people have different perspectives, and some people, when it comes to children, they be like, "Children above all, I die for my child," and this and that. But you have some people that go, "Okay, I have a child, but you know what? There are certain things and, and certain stipulations that I have. You know, everybody." Is different you know when it comes to kids like you say with the with the food thing they what did they do they help the kids feel the hunger kid because they know a lot of people have this compassion in their heart when it comes to children but everybody views children very differently and i think that uh society is set up and structured to make a mom feel like an asshole and make a mom feel terrible for saying i need a break I can't right. be a mom all the time, you know, and if, you know, for saying, hey, if I had to do it again, I wouldn't have children. Like they say, and men don't have these same pressures, you know, and, and even when it comes to, to, to deadbeat parents, you know, it's, it, it, dead feet, deadbeat fathers are looked down upon, but at the same time, it's almost, oh, well, that's what men do. Let a mom walk away. Oh, it's, it's like earth shattering because right. for some reason mothers, quote unquote, aren't supposed to have a child and just abandon them. That boils down to that double standard. If you are a parent, you need to be responsible on both ends, but everybody puts this unnecessary and unrealistic pressure on a woman. And a lot of times women put this pressure on themselves to be everything to everybody. And it's unfair to her because like she said, you are a person first. Yeah, I just think that, uh, less people need to have kids. Ain't that the truth? So. <laughs> You know, and that'll all solve that, all that bullshit. Philosophy aside, like everybody don't need to have kids. No, um, they don't. All right, back to guess the race, guys. Popular restaurant is closed. Officials shut it down after finding a dead deer near the kitchen. <gasps> called the health department after seeing the animal being taken inside the Red Flower Chinese restaurant in Williamsburg. WKYC's oh! talk to diners who say it was pretty disturbing to see. She is our top story at five. I've got the health inspection report right here where an inspector outlines what he found inside here, including guts, skin, 
and other animal parts. It's something that customers <gasps> never expected to see while they were dining here. We were actually joking about, you know, the whole Chinese restaurant and, you know, some, some rumors that, that you hear. But Katie Hopkins and her friends never imagined what would happen next after finishing up. I like how they was like, we was making some racist-ass jokes, but, uh, shit. This uh, I guess we was right. Right. <laughs> up a buffet lunch. Two of the workers came in wheeling a garbage can and hanging out of the garbage can, like, I, they were trying to be real quick with it, you know, like, so nobody could see it, but there was, like, a tail and, like, a foot and a leg sticking out of the garbage can, and they wheeled it straight back into the kitchen. Hopkins immediately oh. called the health department to describe what she saw. Yeah, it, it was really disturbing. There was actually a blood trail that they were mopping up behind <gasps> the garbage can. They were processing, field dressing, processing. Um, obviously, that's a imminent health hazard, so they were closed Made people sick. The owner admitted to Paul Lawson, the environmental health inspector, that he picked up the deer carcass along I-75 and that the family was planning to take it home. There was no indication that they were going to serve it. They didn't have it in portion sizes. Um, it was in whole pieces. I don't think I'll ever eat Chinese food ever again. Officials with the health department tell me that the Red Flower Chinese restaurant could reopen if they pass a secondary inspection proving that they have sanitized the entire restaurant in Whitley County. But who would eat there again? Now, we checked previous health inspections of the Red Flower restaurant and found that they have been cited for unsanitary conditions in the past. We also contacted the restaurant's owner for a comment, but due to a language barrier, we were not able to find out if they have plans to reopen. All right, so let's go to the chat room and uh, check uh, the race. Uh, I guess the race. Uh, an extra reject from the Asian scene in Do the Right Thing. <laughs> Duck vagina eating Asians. Shout out to Louis C.K. Relatives of Bruce Lee. Ah. Uh, one wait owe them some money that language barrier will be gone quick oh that's funny uh the, <laughs> that's, that's funny uh the correct answer is oh korean says evo and uh yeah the correct answer is korean there were korean people that have a chinese restaurant duh uh yes crooked canadian cop busted for cheese smuggling guess the race oh snap a Canadian police officer and two others were arrested and charged after being part of a major cheese smuggling ring. Constable Scott Heron ah. of the Niagara Regional Police and his two partners were charged with conspiracy smuggling and other customs violations for allegedly transporting over $200,000 worth of cheese into Canada from the United States without paying any taxes. Oh, Canada. Oh, cheese eaters. Ha <laughs> ha! The network involved in the purchasing, uh, purchasing of cases of cheese and other food items and transporting these from ca these cases into Canada without declaring the items or paying duty, uh, police said, uh, the, they didn't want to pay them taxes. The arrest occurred after a nine month police, nine months. Damn. They had to go They got the cover. cheese police on this case. They're getting the cheese. Yeah. The special, the special segment of the police dedicated to cheese crimes. Yes. Law, law and order as cheese you. <laughs> <laughs> the arrest uh occurred or uh, you think it was miami cheese si okay enough i'm i'm sorry sorry for those last two the arrest occurred after a nine-month police invest operation 
uh included a internal cheese smuggling investigation at the niagara regional police department local restaurants were quick to defend the their cheese's origins a pizzeria owner west of niagara falls called cbc uh Oh, he told CBC that he had been questioned by police over the issue, but assured them that he had not bought any contraband dairy. We get all of our stuff legit. We thought it was a joke at first. Who's going to go around trying to sell smuggled cheese? I know. The answer, crooked Canadian cops. Wow. All told, the trio made a profit of 165000 Canadian dollars. $165,000. Which translates roughly to one hundred and sixty-eight thousand in the U.S. money. I like how they needed to put that in there. Like it was three thousand more, y'all. In keeping with the stereotypes about, yeah, in keeping with the stereotypes about the neighboring countries, it's worth noting that the corrupt cops were only smuggling cheese from the states because it is so absurdly cheap here to the point that you can make one hundred and sixty-eight thousand in nine months just by driving it across the Canadian border. Damn, Uh, America, a land of expensive healthcare and cheap cheese. Oh yeah. So yeah, um, I'm not even gonna play guest rights on that one. If you oh, don't know that uh, one. Some some wrong. wrong with you. Have you I, been listening to the show? I know. If, if this is your first time, you might be shocker. I just thought this was. I remember my in shocker shocked. I think I just thought this was uh, like one of those about time moments. Uh-oh. Uh Did you know that there was a high speed chase on Friday and that Fox News was following it, and someone got out the car and shot themselves in the head and killed themselves <gasps> on live TV. On live TV. Yeah, that's what happened when you want to be on the scene. Yeah, and all I can say is, yeah, is that that's about right. You know, is it, that makes sense to me that Cause, that would happen. Because they got them cameras and they want to be uh, everywhere all the time. Yeah, it's, it's about a minute long. Here it is. You never know. Maybe he's taking the carjacked victim to the victim's house. Now, this scares me. What are you doing out in the middle of nowhere? Guy gets out the gets he parks the car in the middle of the of like off the side of the road in the middle of a like brushy area. Getting out of the car. Yeah, they want to follow everybody. Be the first on the scene. Uh, I'm just not sure about this. He's getting things Move out of the hand, vehicle baby. clearly. I'm sorry. Uh, it doesn't appear that there's anyone else with him. Well, you know, you wait for the end of these things and then you worry about how they may end. There's nobody else around him. Damn, he's just talking, oh, ain't this it? This makes me a little nervous. Right, because this is not fucking news. No, this is That's why live TV. He's just talking. It's just like, hey, man, we're going to just cut to uh, High Speed Chase. It's like, what? Why? That's not fucking... Didn't y'all have something planned? They did like, have something y'all planned. Y'all let one person interrupt the entire fuckity of the fucking news? Yeah. Like, oh, y'all, oh, oh. y'all are Fox News. Y'all have planned segments to denigrate Obama. Why are y'all interrupting that with this bullshit? And and then it should have been something where that camera crew just filmed and then they'll be like, well, this just in, he killed himself versus yeah. y'all filming it and watching the dude kill himself. I think I'm a bit more cynical than you. I'll get into it after the clip. Huh? Okay. I got to tell you. A little nervous. I got to tell you. It's just them showing the dude get out the car. So they interrupt all their stations for this. Yep. He's just standing well, around. Continuing to watch what he's doing. Uh, and we're just not really sure, but he is looking kind of erratic, isn't he? Um, he's running. I don't know. He's running like somebody was shooting at him or something. And look like at someone's this. chasing him. He's just running. Oh, my. Well, it looks like he's a little disoriented or something. 
I get, it's always possible God could be on something. He runs in beside behind some um, uh, bushes, cocks a gun, puts it to his head, no, kills get himself. Off, get off! 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 Get off it! Get off it! Get off it! Get off it! Yeah, that's what they get. Um, right. That's what a lot of people have been saying. You that's know, what they get. You know what I was thinking? Um, honestly, and maybe I'm too cynical, and uh, maybe I'm the only one that would think this shit. But I think they knew what happened. I don't even think that clip was like, I think there's a slight delay on the news and they could have taken that off. They could have d- just hit the delay button. Just like when someone curses on the news, Yes, they that do. doesn't always make it onto TV because mm-hmm. they have a button that's like, uh, uh-uh, don't show that. I think Shepard Smith and Fox news knew exactly what was going to happen. And they wanted to show that shit. And then he had to pretend that it was like, Oh no, no, get off. Oh God, no, it's terrible. Oh, I did not want to see that. Okay. I-, I honestly think they knew. And I don't know. Maybe I'm just, being that fucking cynical but that but that makes sense that they do have a delay like like the announcing people are live in real time yeah but like you say a lot of that video that stuff goes through editing even if it's a a straight stream sometimes they still edit and like you say beat people out and even if it's about a five second delay there's still a delay long enough where somebody can say hey we're not airing this yeah, and the, and, and he's, they say later, it says, that didn't belong on TV. We took every precaution we know how to take to keep that from being on TV. I personally apologize to you for what, for that, for that happened. No, no, you, you fucking, I think you put that on TV on purpose. That's what I believe. And I don't think that you, the, your fake apology is bullshit. Um, I think it was just a matter of time that this shit happened. Is this actually what you've been wishing for? Yeah. It's like a, it's like a crash in NASCAR. Like, you've been waiting for the motherfucking shit to explode, and now it's like, oh, yeah, wait a minute. Uh, People might not like that, so our bad. But, yeah, they meant that to happen. All right. um, Sword time and guess the race. An argument at a weekend birthday party. An argument at a weekend birthday party turned violent when a man stabbed another with a sword, sending the victim to a hospital and the suspect to jail. Happy birthday, motherfucker. My my chin was about against the race, not the sore ratchetness. I am against sore ratchetness. Claiborne Lynn Duncan, 21. Claiborne Lynn Duncan. Wow. Of Houston name. has been charged with aggravated assault on September 20 in the September 22nd stabbing court record show. A judge set a $10,000 bail for the suspect. Uh, witnesses told police that Duncan and the victim, 21 year old Lugene Jones, began arguing about 10.50 p.m. at the party. At Duncan's house, according to a criminal complaint filed in the case. During the dispute, Duncan allegedly was taken to Memorial Hermann, Texas Medical Center for treatment of several lacerations, police said. His condition was not immediately available. Investigators recovered a sword believed used in the attack. Uh, Duncan, who admitted his role in the incident, uh, was questioned. Uh, so, yeah, the motive for the attack is still under investigation. Guess the race of Claiborne Lynn Duncan. Chat room. Let's see. Uh, he was related to Slim Duncan. That's funny. Let's see. Uh, one, ah. one who practices the ancient martial arts form known as niggerdom. One, I want to say pale trail trash whose trailer has been repossessed. Uh, two chains. All I want for my birthday is big booty hoes black. Last samurai white. <laughs> Looks like the opinions are split. Honky, says Fonz. The Fonz. Uh, the correct answer is black, y'all. It was a black man. He was blacker than blacker. Yes, black, y'all. <laughs> he 
was blackity black. Uh, got a few more. Uh, then, then we got to get out of here to set our fantasy lineups. You know yes, I'm, sir. You know how we do, nigga. Yes, sir. Um, all right. So uh, apparently there's a lady out there that thinks she's Captain Jack Sparrow. We've all seen. We've all seen the movies for Pirates of the Caribbean. Yes. A drunk. <laughs> Damn, this article did not mm. pull any punches. A drunk has been jailed after she stole a one. Not not intoxicated, not <laughs> not a drunk woman, not no, you are a drunk ma'am. A drunk has been jailed after she stole a one hundred seat ferry, smashed into boats yelling, I'm Jack Sparrow, I'm a pirate. Oh <gasps> wow. She stole a ferry. How Alli- the hell she stole a ferry? Alice- Allison Whelan, fifty one boarded the 45 foot dark princess with a friend after a two day bender where she got a, she got drunk on Lambrini and ate poisonous deadly nightshade, which causes hallucinations. Damn. She undid the mooring ropes in the early hours and drifted up a river on the tide, bashing into other boats like a pinball machine. Shit. Wheeling taunted police shouting, what are you going to do now? I believe this is out of your jurisdiction. These are international <laughs> waters here. <laughs> she ain't bullshitting with them. This is she, she said they should have said an international drunk. Yeah. These are the pirate laws of the open seas, sir. 13, uh, 30 police, a lifeboat crew, coast guards, and paramedics had to be called. And then when the cops finally arrived, her uh, arrest, they arrested her after an hour when the ferry came to rest in calm water. She told them. We'd have ended up in St. Tropez if we hadn't been caught. She was, she was gonna take them to the, the island of, uh, the lost children or some shit. Wow. Magistrates jailed her for 122 days for aggravated vehicle taking. She has denied the charge. Wheeling of Paganton, uh, Told the double decker uh, ferry in near, oh wait, stole the double decker ferry in nearby Dartmouth a year ago. She had been, she had called an ambulance, claimed to have had a seizure. Medics found her drunk and rambling. One of them was pushed over by her friend, Tristram Locke. Oh, she going to jail too. The medics called police and went to their vehicle to wait and then looked in their mirror and saw the ferry drifting away from shore. Oh, shit. Wheeler told police she untied two or three of the mooring ropes because she kept tripping over them. She said she then felt the boat moving and noticed the hotels going long way away. <laughs> The ferry suffered one uh, fifteen hundred euros of worth of damage when it hit two other boats, which were also damaged. Uh, damaged. Uh, Will, William. Aw, could you imagine? Could you imagine you sitting in there chilling, waking up, and your boat just tore to pieces? You don't know what happened. Yeah, uh, Wheeling and Lock could have been uh, killed on rocks if the tide of the river dart had been had been going out at the time damn lock was fined 100 euro last year for assaulting an ambulance technician so they just like to go around fucking huh. people yes getting drunk and just beating people the hell up so guess the race of mrs whelan who likes to call herself captain jack sparrow when she's still in boats uh let's see yo ho ho and a bottle of cheese white <laughs> that's a good one white tanista jones says leonard brothers she on that Don Vito Ben Margera shit, white. She is a meth-addicted, shroom-eating, drunken, toothless Caucasian, says John, uh, June. The Fawn says, nothing like that drunken, white arrogance. 
Oh man, everybody got this one. Yeah, she white, y'all. Uh, what gave yes, it away? She is. <laughs> what gave it away? She was there to drift off on a boat. Oh, she was. She, I like how she just was like, uh, uh-uh, uh, I'm stealing this shit. And she said, we would have been. She had some high hopes too. We've been in Saint Tropez. If y'all hadn't us ruined this, you and your <laughs> maidly mutts. <laughs> A 51-year-old man was arrested Friday on two counts of armed robbery in connection with a pair of bank robberies that occurred this week in Pinellas County. Richard uh, William Richard Kane III was booked into Pinellas County Jail where he is being held on bond uh, of $100,000. According to St. Petersburg Police Department, oh, Florida. Yes, oh, Florida. Kane called for police assistance from outside of a Wells Fargo bank. When officers arrived, the suspect told him he was depressed and had suicidal thoughts due to an addiction to narcotics. Kane allegedly told authorities he was planning to rob the Wells Fargo when he decided to call for help instead. The suspect also allegedly confessed to robbing banks in the area Wednesday and Thursday due to his drug problem. A preliminary investigation determined Kane robbed the Chase Bank on the U.S. Highway 19 uh, in Pinellas Park on Thursday and First Bank on Central Ave in St. Petersburg on Wednesday. The suspect was a, has a lengthy criminal record that includes three stints in the state prison system. Kane has been convicted of a variety of crimes, including drug possession, robbery, and aggravated assault. He was last released from state custody in 2008. On Wednesday at approximately 11.30 a.m., he walked into the first bank, headed to tell her a note demanding money. The note implied he was armed with a gun, but, not, but the gun was not seen. The suspect was given an undisclosed amount of cash, and he fled the scene on foot. So... Apparently, he said, um, yeah, dog, I, 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 I need some help. I got a drug problem because I'm about to rob these I'm motherfuckers. something stupid. And uh, they helped him out, man. So I guess the race of uh, the man who called the cops on himself to turn himself into rehab. Uh, That's when you know you really need help. Yeah. Since they didn't brag, since they didn't mention bragging about it on YouTube, snitching on oneself, niggas do that shit white. Hmm. Ah, Eddie Kane's father, you ain't shit because you ain't because I ain't shit black. Way too on, way too honest and already planning for the insanity plea. White, white says to Yellow, keeping it simple. Whiter than C Love and Owen while still in cheese. <laughs> Manila folder white. That correct answer was white. That was yes. a white man. Um, all right, I think we got one more guest to race. Um, oh, wait, two more. One of them's real short. A man trying to steal a battery from a car in a private lot tried to hide from the Moberly police when they arrived at the scene. Police were dispatched to the 500 block of Johnson Street just after 1 a.m. They arrested 32-year-old Anthony Sesto of Independence for parole violation, tampering with a motor vehicle. Sesto is also an out-of-state fugitive due to a, to a Johnson Court, oh, due to a Johnson County, Kansas warrant for larceny with a cash-only bond of twenty-five thousand dollars. Only uh, upon inspection of the parking lot, authorities found a car's window and steering column broken. Another vehicle's window was also broken and its battery missing. The battery was recovered at the lot. Sesto was unable to post bond. This nigga's still in battery. Why are you still in battery? <laughs> Like, what the fuck are you going to do with a car battery? Who knows? You breaking cable cars and then stealing the battery? Like, what are you going to sell them the battery back? Like, what the fuck? What, did he have a, was a car found without a battery up the street that Must would explain be. this shit? Anyway, guess the race. Hey, I got a battery for you. Got a battery? Who needs a battery? All right, let's see. That's uh, not like something crackhead would do. The According to the chat room, Black, 
I'm from Missouri. It's how they do. One who is an expert in old black man strength. I got $5 saying this Guido was trying to steal either Iroxy or Cadillac Eldorado Italian. Black, I'm from the area. That's how they do. Okay. Ain't get out of high school, nigga. The real black, ah. the great black hype, nigga says Fonz, fix your car for 40 ounce of old English black. <laughs> That's some cat daddy shit. Uh, correct answer is white. It was a white man, y'all. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, last one. This is probably the shortest one of the show. Maybe in the history of the show. Oh. A baby. Uh-oh. I'm sorry. You can't even get yourself right. together. That ain't good. A baby tailgating at an Arizona State University football game was either chugging beer while doing a keg stand or was subject of a photo op and the university police department is trying to figure it out. Oh. <laughs> the chat rooms. <laughs> A baby chugging. A baby chugging. A what? Apple apple juice? The photo was posted. (laughs) The baby not chugging apple juice? Mm -mm. (laughs) Baby not chugging juicy juice? At least they didn't put the, at least they didn't put it in the baby's ass. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that baby wouldn't get, that baby getting the nutrients, an ass full of apple juice. (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, the photo was posted by someone on the dirty.com. Not only did Nick Ritchie act like he was offended, but he also caused a stink with the cops. The most important question for the cops, though, is who posted the photo to the website, presumably to help them find the parents. A university spokeswoman sent us the following statement. ASU police are looking into the posted photo. It is not clear if this is a joke or an actual event that occurred. Police are contacting the website that displayed the photo to see if they can determine who posted it. The odds have seemed pretty low that several people standing around giggling about force feeding a beer to a baby in public, but the cops are checking this one out. All right, guys. So I uh, guess the race of uh, the frat uh, that is apparently doing a uh, keg stand with a baby in need of an a of of an ACS case, but ain't gonna get one white. Oh, <laughs> honey, boo boo, child, white. Oh, you 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 think you think that baby was up for for frat week? It was, was home pledging, pledging, was, pledging ABCs. It was almost homecoming. You had to get ready. You had to get ready. Oh yeah. Uh, come at me, bro, baby bro, white. Yep, that's that Johnny Knoxville jackass white shit. And this is the definition of itwan, says Leonard Brothers. Get shit face literally alcohol in the ass white. Correct answer is. White. white it was a white person all right man thank you guys we gotta go um the blackout tips.com uh feminist dot com. yeah go check her out guys yeah uh just she was a great guest as always she was. Uh, love having michelle on yes um uh, also you know um the make sure you guys check out our sponsors shadow doll productions uh they're doing the philip k dick uh uh interpretation of upon this dull earth Make sure you guys check that audio play out. The link is already on theblackouttips.com, but I will repost it so that y'all can't say you didn't see it. Mm, um, nope. Also, man, make sure that you guys are um, going to Adam and Eve and using that code, man. It's really uh, helps out the show, and it keeps them supporting us. And yes, it does. Bringing in money and stuff. So we need to we need to generate that money, y'all. We need to do those things. Um, all the contact information, the blackout tips at uh, is, is slash about. 
Uh, of course, the Twitters at Rodimus Prime. Mm-hmm. Say that again. That is in DAT. Show Twitter is TBGWT. Phone number is 704-557-0186. 704-557-0186. And the email is theblackouttips at gmail.com. Um, that's how you contact us and leave us a five star review on iTunes if you would like it to be read on the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, it really means everything to us. Um, time to go watch some football, y'all. So, uh, until yeah. next time, love you. I love you too, baby. Mwah. Say